and welcome to El Oso Fumar Takes. This is our 146th take, live from the HF Barcelona studios of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissi, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show, twice as good as always, because twice the guests is absolutely fantastic, and I'm so excited to have these gentlemen back together. We've had them separate, but now together on tonight's show, this is going to be phenomenal. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. But before we get to proper introductions of our distinguished guests, we have to thank the people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. And tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. Drew Estate recently announced the cancellation of the upcoming the Barn Smoker live virtual event that was originally scheduled for last week due to the recent increase in COVID-19 cases throughout Florida. The virtual Barn Smoker live event was designed to be broadcast live from the tobacco fields in Claremont, Florida. But despite this turn of events from Sag Harbor, New York, Jonathan Drew, president and founder of Drew Estate Notes, it is with a heavy heart that we make this decision, but it's clearly the right thing to do in this precarious moment. Many stakeholders, including Drew Estate staff, tobacco farmers, and a multitude of suppliers have contributed a great deal for creating such an amazing experience. All for the love of the leaf, love for our special relationship for each other, and to celebrate our industry and culture. Keep your heads up, stay safe, and support your friends and loved ones during these times. We love you guys and look forward to being together soon under the big tents at the farms. And despite this, Drew Estate is still continuing with its uh, dedicated support to Cigars for Warriors, a $50,000 donation to an incredible charity that was recognized just a couple of weeks ago on Elosa Fumar Take. So thank you to Drew Estate for continuing the support for Cigars for Warriors and for the amazing events that they continue to have throughout these difficult times. And tonight's show is also sponsored by Oveja Negra Brands, four unique companies who share a passion to provide innovative cigars for the next generation of cigar enthusiasts. Black Label Training Company, Blackwork Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio are combining premium tobacco with an artisanal touch. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock and visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more. And welcome, everyone, to our 146 take. This is, without a doubt, one of the one of the takes I've been looking forward to for quite some time. So let's go ahead and get started. Brought to you by United Cigars. Smoke one today and start living uni united. Our guests, Bradley and Alec Rubin. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? I like how you threw Bradley in first. Yeah, thank you very much I, for doing that. I, I we have we we have to we have to continue the tradition that we started on on uh, Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition many I moons know. ago. Many moons. You guys ago. are the only ones that do it. And I appreciate it. It makes me feel very special. You should, Brad. <laughs> you, you absolutely should. I know. Well, gentlemen, it Thanks. is it is so glad to have you guys back on the show. I've had you both as individual guests. I do mm -hmm. like to break up duos as everybody likes to, but I was like, you know what? We're going to shake it up again and actually bring you guys back as a duo. So um, I'm, I'm so pleased to have you guys on the show tonight. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic. We're excited uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, speaking of fantastic, we were talking about some uh, amazing things that we're going to be smoking and drinking tonight before the show started. So, uh, Alec, you've always got the goods, man, when it comes to the 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 nice beverages as well as great cigars. So what uh, what did you just what did you just pop open and slip into your glass there? <laughs> I, uh, I just opened a 13 year old old Carter uh, bourbon. That is a, uh, a store pick, the only store pick they've ever done. So. I love this bottle and uh, very excited to be drinking it tonight. Brad, are you drinking tonight? Uh, yes, I am. 
Uh, I'm drinking something that Alec gave me, which is the Wild Turkey 101. I was just hoping he would like punk me right there and be like, yeah, I've got a great vintage of Dasani. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and, then, and then I am having something very special for my Brita filter. <laughs> Brit, a nice, nice, nice plug there. Hopefully they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, uh, they'll send some money my way for the, for the, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Brita Product placement, me, everybody. Product placement. Um, well, I'm I, I'm I'm not drinking. I'm I'm drinking something very special because um, this this so back in the day, my brother and I would always speaking of brothers. My brother and I would always go to the store, grab a new bottle of whiskey to try together. So we started that tradition a long time ago, many moons ago, and uh, and you know this may seem weird, but you know there was a time when two young whiskey drinkers didn't know much about this brand but when i grabbed it just because i was like hey it sounds like a cool name didn't know anything about it at the time and then and then it uh but it's certainly recognizable some buffalo trace and uh it has become that bottle it's become one of my favorite bourbons i mean just to just to drink but it's actually been kind of hard to get um recently yes yeah recently so it depends on what state you're in and where you are but yeah definitely more recently it's been tough i had that same problem yeah, so it, it so it's really hard to find in Florida as well. It can be. Yeah, yeah. I went I went to to my local store that usually always has it and went in. They're like, yeah, it's we're all out and it always goes really fast. So I had to walk out. So empty handed. Bradley, when I was giving you those bottles the other day, there was a um, a Buffalo Trace sitting there for you, and it got left there, and so now it's sitting right here. And it was, supposed, it was supposed to be for it was supposed, supposed to be for you, but I might be keeping it now. Bring it for Bradley. That, okay, okay, no problem. That's, that's uh, nice. Save. He's got it on the record too, so it's like it's it's live. So you he can't it can't be yeah. disputed now. So he's like now he's put out in the public and and are you sure you don't want to run for public office there, Alec? That was nice. That was smooth, man. Smooth. Um, Gotta slip it right in there. <laughs> By the way, since we're live, I, I did have that out there for you, sir. But, um, well, actually, a great, great question. You guys were asking about the chat earlier. Great question already from the chat. Speaking of great vintage items such as bourbon and whiskey uh, and cigars, um, you know, uh, I think uh, Jonathan has put it out there. He's like, how, how, what's, what, how old is that uh, shirt, the Miami Dolphin shirt that Brad is wearing? It's a vintage uh- What's is, that like, is that 1995? I mean, is that is that 25 year old grade A fruit of the loom cotton with that gorgeous? I think it's even older than that. I think it's got to be from like the 80s. But nine, shout out 1995, the year I was born. Um, but you know, the Dolphins always have a special place in my heart. But until they win the big one, um, I'm going to continue to hate on them. So from the from the 80s. You can't be serious. I don't know. I think it could be from the eighties, maybe the nineties, but I found it uh well, the, at a, a place a place down the street one day and I was the, like, I gotta have this. The color scheme is straight out of the eighties, that's for sure. But yeah. Oh for sure. Um but man, that <laughs> where did you find a shirt from the now now I'm stuck on this. Where did you find a shirt from the eighties? So it'd be a vintage um, store or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was like a, a year, two year probably like about two years ago and uh this the street down the road for me they did like an art walk that was like every other month or something like that and there was like a, a vintage shop and went through a few of the shirts and found this dolphin sweater and i knew i had to have it nice 
Yeah. I like that you're letting your cigar with the match. I did that uh, like two weeks ago, and it's I think that's the first time I did it in probably about a year. It's, um, you know, it's something I've started to do a lot more recently just because, um, you know, with COVID going on, I, I, I've, my, my bottles of butane seem to be disappearing and, you know, I haven't been able to replenish them and everything. But uh, um, I'll tell you, speaking of, again, speaking of brothers, no one, no one lights a cigar with a match better than my brother. It, it's, it's an, it's an, it's an art. Like everyone in the room, like stops and watches it. It's, it's, it's insane. And he can I'm do it on one match. So- yeah, I'm more. Yeah, I go through several matches. No, he he strikes it first time. Doesn't matter how crappy the matches. I got some matches here that aren't really working that well. Doesn't matter. He'll he'll take a crappy match. It takes one match, lights it, and he'll light any cigar. I'm talking any gauge, sixty. Doesn't matter. He will light it, and it, it looks it looks gorgeous and perfect, and the burn is beautiful. It's it's nuts. Like he he awesome. he's, an, he's an artist. He really is an he's artist. A champ. Um, but, awesome. uh, again, going, going back to our discussion about whiskey and everything, you know, you guys have kind of, kind of stepped into my world a little bit, not with whiskey. Uh, you guys are definitely probably got, uh, more expertise on it than I do, especially with, uh, Alec, with some of your relationships that you were talking about, but you guys have, uh, started your own show, uh, recently. So whiskey Wednesdays with, uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. with Alec and Bradley. So, uh, why guys talk about this way, you guys just kicking around kicking around the office and we're like let's let's figure out a way to engage and drink at the same time winter winter chicken dinner what are we doing how did yes, this come about? yes and yes yeah no <laughs> basically yeah no pretty much we were like hey what's something that we enjoy doing that we can get in front of the camera and talk to an audience a little bit and kind of do something a little bit fun and creative show our personalities show what we like show who we are and whiskey wednesday is just the first thing that came up and we took a stab at it Great. Awesome. Bradley, you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not much you know, more I can add to that, but Alec came to me with the idea and sound like a lot of fun being able to drink in the office at, you know, three o'clock isn't the worst thing in the world. So um, Alec offered it to me and I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And thought it would be a lot of fun. So always a good time. What, what is it? A, just, you know, what is it about, the idea of starting a show for you guys like th- I've, I've kind of i haven't really asked there's been a lot of people that I'm, i mean obviously with you know the the pandemic and everything this has kind of forced all of us into a got it oh i'm gonna say it damn it i hate this phrase the new normal of yeah, you know of, oh God, yeah. i hate it so bad but it's it's kind of forced us all into this 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 thinking differently and, and finding different ways to engage and everything. And so a lot of people have, have started these shows. Now, granted, you guys are one episode and everything, but what, you know, what is it about the, I guess the virtual forum that is, is so appealing right now? Is it just the, the climate that we're living in? Is it, is it because you can literally talk about anything? I mean, from you personally, mm-hmm. not, not from like a, a grander principle or whatever, from, from where mm-hmm. you guys sit, like, why is it so appealing to you all? I think that it just came with the times. Uh, you saw everyone once the pandemic started going to Zoom and doing these virtual events. And I mean, Zoom and, and all these other companies have been around for forever. It's not like they never existed, but now that COVID happened and that was what everyone went to, it seemed like that was the only way that we could 
connect with our consumers. <clears throat> I mean, Bear, as you know, you know, Alec and I and everyone in the cigar industry would fly at least once a month going to events and going to cigar shops and connecting with our with our consumers and that all went away. So naturally the only thing that you could do is adapt and figure out how do we continue to connect with with our cigar smokers. And at the beginning, we did a couple shows uh, I know, of, of our own called Power Hour, where first we had some Glenfiddich reps um, because we do events with them. So we did some scotch, uh, scotch talk at the beginning. And then we actually had on Larry the Cable Guy second, uh, just to see what's going on with him. He's you know, a cigar smoker and friends with our father. So it, it's just adapting to the times and um, figuring out how, how can we engage and connect with our, with our consumers. You know, what I have to say, Alec, is I, I, don't, I don't know how much you guys, you know, you got, I, don't, I don't know if seriously, like this was just on a whim or if you guys really put some really, I mean, it really looks like you put a lot of thought into it. The setup is really great. I mean, I really felt like you guys built out this, like, you know, Jonathan called it a madman, madman's type studio. You guys are sitting back, got your whiskey on, cigars. I mean, it, I mean, it, it looks fantastic. I mean, I mean, was this on a whim or have you guys been working on this for a while? So during the pandemic, um, we just saw that this is the way that things were going a little bit. And we wanted to build the set for times that we were going to shoot some longer form video or whatever it may be to discuss certain things. And we uh, brought someone in to do some video and photography. So once we did that, we decided let's build a set. And I think the site got put together in a matter of what, Riley, you, you did it. So in a matter of two days and we built this out so that when we wanted to shoot some cool content, kind of do some different things, it was available. And then once we had it available, we we're like, let's do something cool with it. And that's when Whiskey Wednesday was kind of born. And uh, the nice thing about Whiskey Wednesday for, for me at least is one thing that my dad and brother and I have in common outside of cigars is we all are big whiskey enthusiast, right? So this was in a way to take something that we're all kind of passionate about that's outside of cigars and bring it into the fold and do something fun with it. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's not like it's out of left field, right? I yeah. mean, whiskey cigars, I mean, the tale is old as time, you know, that yeah, song is old as rhyme. Sorry, I saw Toy Story four, you know, four earlier <laughs> with it. my kids. So, like, love you it. know, Disney's kind of singing in my heart right now. Um, yeah. But don't worry, we all love Disney. It's all it's, good. <laughs> it. It really is. Um, just, I, I think it's great for a number of reasons. One, I I, I happen to know you both, mm -hmm. and I know I know one. I know Alec. You have really great relationships in that world, but I know you guys appreciate it at a different level as well and from an outside perspective like if i didn't know you guys like at all i think it would be pretty cool and it is really cool because it's it's two young younger guys talking about whiskey and not to you know i mean no offense when my age or older or even older you know way older than me like sitting around and like talking about like the last 40 years of their life and you know you know what they've seen the good whiskeys and bad whiskeys although that's that's a separate ever level level of nerddom i could enjoy that as well but i think that's what what's really great and unique about your show is that it's 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 two young guys that are talking about it and enjoying it and 
have an affinity and an appreciation for it that's not just like yeah this stuff's really good yeah yeah you know it's <laughs> it's it's not so, surface level it's it's deeper than that the three of us are like my dad my brother and i are all nerds about whiskey but the point of it was just to have fun and you know have a good time with it and make something hopefully enter entertaining i think you missed it but uh we already released the second and third video of whiskey wednesday and on the third one, Bradley wasn't available. So it was me and my father on, on the third one. And um, he, I mean, he's in, we're all into it. I mean, at the end of the day, six o'clock rolls around in the office. And if one of us has a new bottle, we kind of sit down together. If anyone else in the office wants to join, we all, we all crack it and kind of just give our thoughts on it. So it was a nice way to bring something that we all enjoy and do together um, into this ho hopefully entertaining video and that was just the idea behind it and it was entertaining because we're going to get into that real quick but i do have to ask so it's it, i mean since alan's got such a great affinity for uh the spirit as well as he will he be joining on for on future episodes or is it this always going to be the duo so no, he was he, on an episode before yeah he was on the third episode already it already okay. it aired last mm -hmm. week and i missed um, that one i think he yeah, so he stepped in also for a few minutes on the fourth one with me and Bradley as kind of a tiebreaker. But he, yeah, he'll be he'll be in and out as well, and it, mostly just because he loves whiskey and he's a part of it as well. Even though it's mine and Bradley's thing, so it, it's nice that the three of us kind of get to do this together. So I I'm actually having the privilege of of interviewing Alan here in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited yes. about it, um, and I'm going to ask him this question too. Okay, so I've and and I and I'm, I'm gonna say this live and straight as straight face as possible. I've never, mm -hmm. like, as long you know, I he's been in the business for a long time now. Obviously, you know, it, you know, Alec mm -hmm. Bradley's been around for a really long time. He's built up an incredibly successful business and everything. I've, and I, I'm saying this straight face. I've never thought of him as an elder statesman, if you will. Right? Like he's always yeah. had that 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 younger that younger vibe to me. But that being said, I feel like he's almost he's got this rejuvenation of youth in the last few years. Am I am I imagining things or like you guys are closer to him than anybody? Yeah. Am I am I weird? It's no, no not at all. Uh, he always wants to go younger. He loves that. He loves he loves doing that. He always likes bringing younger people into the company. It. He's he's all about that vibe. I mean, Brad, what do, what do you think? I mean, well, I think that's. I mean, I don't know what it was like. You know, when Alec first came in, but I I think when I started working uh, at the company and he saw both Alec and I working together, coming out their own brands, that that itself was part of that rejuvenation that you're talking about. That almost excitement to continue to do what he's been doing for so long and come out with new exciting projects, which will you know. Alec and I will talk about tonight and new stuff that you'll talk about with him soon. So there's so much cool, fun stuff that we're doing that we're excited for people to try. And I think that in the, the recent years that he has had that rejuvenation that you're talking about, that excitement to give people new cigars to try. So scrap what I said. Let's just stick with what Bradley said. On that. <laughs> that was a good answer. No, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm OK. So I'm glad I'm getting some affirmation here because, you know, yeah. And because I've gotten to know uh, him a little bit more in, in more recent years, and I'm like, was he always like this, or it, I don't know. Again, so it just it just well, seemed, it just seemed like it to me. 
when you look at, at Magic Toast, right, that was at the same time Bradley and I were coming out with Blind Faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at what we were doing with Blind Faith, he kind of saw that. It was like, I want to do some fun, cool, different stuff also. And then Magic Toast launches right around the same time. There's nothing more funky and interesting than Magic Toast, right? Mm-hmm. So um, great name. I, I do think that us coming in and putting some, putting our own spin on it from this, you know, different viewpoint. I mean, my, our dad's really creative. So when he saw that, I think it kind of just pushed him in this direction to be like, I'm going to do some interesting, fun, different stuff right now that maybe I've always wanted to do, but um, you know, didn't necessarily think I could in the past. And that's he's he's making that push now. That's right. Like it was just sorry. It just it just came to me when we were kind of having that discussion. So it was just a, just an aside there. But um, oh, great great question. But um, uh, but speaking of being really creative, um, you know, Brad apparently wants to uh, change up an old classic um, by throwing something really interesting into a, a classic campfire dessert. Um, mm-hmm. um, oh God! So Don't start it, with me. So, huh. Brad. Uh, what are you wanting to add to a s'more? Well, it's not really adding anything to the s'more. It's just, uh, you know, instead of just normal Hershey's chocolate, just... <laughs> I'm talking. Just, just, Stop talking. I hear even Monique laughing chocolate. in the background because yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Chocolate with almonds in it. it. It was. I was just posing posing a question to add some more texture to... The classics more. See, that's not the way they came off. You, you. It sounded like you assumed that a s'more was made with nuts and chocolate, and um, you never mentioned marshmallow. I'm assuming you knew the marsh, the marshmallow. No, no, marshmallow. I'm allergic to chocolate, and I know how to make a s'more. So I, I just. No, I I know how to make a s'more. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is just, just you have the chocolate, but you have chocolate with almonds. So it's just it's just another another. He's layer saying to use that. the Hershey's bars that have almonds in them when making. Oh, the I get this, Alec. You don't have to come to your brother's yeah. rescue. This is fine. No, no, yeah. no I'm <laughs> saying it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's completely I dug, unacceptable. I dug, I dug this hole. I can get myself out of it. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't. So, I I I, I kind of just divert back to the Sandlot. You know, it's 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 you know first you take the gram. Yes. Yes. You stick the chocolate on the gram. On the gram. You roast the mallow. When the mallow's flaming, yep. you blow it out. And then you stuff. No nuts. Just that's a, no that's nuts. A, I, I, I love that you, that you just gave me that that sand line. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great I don't, I don't know I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched it right before to get like the words down exact, but the fact that you said just mallow knows that i i know that you know it very very well yes no i i i watch i watch movies way too much and i've watched i have not seen it recently uh i would probably say it's gosh it's been probably a couple years but i watched it enough when i was younger that you know i pretty much have i have a lot of movies movies memorized like my Mm -hmm. uh, our take last week was all about the 25th anniversary of uh of excuse me the 20th anniversary of gladiator so Okay. Nice. You were, you were five when that came out, Bradley. Like that's sounds about right. And you're 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 a you're a grown ass man. Like that's that's how old that movie is, and it's still it's still freaking awesome. Amazing so, movie. Yeah. So I've been uh, 
I've been rewatching Star Wars. Uh, I don't think Alec nor myself were ever big Star Wars. I've watched them all growing up, but so I I watched uh, in college. I watched all of them from from episode one to the end, right before all the new ones started coming out. And then I got a lot of heat from for not watching it the way that it was presented to the entire world. Um, And then as of the past like two weeks, again started rewatching from episode one. And just finished episode four. No, yes, episode four. So a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like it because obviously one, two, and three were made, you know, much more recently than four, five, six. Um, and so they, they, they really. Ra- I'm a big Phantom Menace guy. I thought episode one was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it, and Thanks. I can, I can watch them in succession. And it doesn't bother me. For for me, there's there's so much going on. I mean, obviously there's the big storylines, but I want I want to see the the storyline. I want to see it all the way through. I don't want to start halfway through, and then go back to the, you know, go back to the before the story, the prequel. I don't I don't want to do that. I want to see it as it was. Oh, just watch the comments right now. People are going to be freaking out. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. Freaking out. Yeah. Star Wars people are gonna are gonna hate me. So basically everyone. <laughs> so I have to be a Star Wars person. My birthday is Star Wars Day. So it just, it, it makes sense. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. And Alec Rubin as well. Um, yeah. So so one so one more thing as well. Uh, Alec, you, you and I are going to be on the same side of this as well. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the question. Is it uh, is it caramel or caramel? Caramel. It is it's, caramel. Car- Carmel's a caramel. city. Carmel. Carmel's a city. There's a place caramel. in the world called Carmel. It's not caramel. It's, di- it's, it's, it's different in different situations. That's how it is. So okay. What, Wait, Barry, you think it's it's caramel or caramel? It's caramel. Carmel's a city. Yes. Carmel's a city. Yes. Car- caramel it's, is it, the. Food. It's different in different situations. So okay. if you're gonna have, please explain. If you're gonna have just a piece, it's caramel. But if, if you're gonna have a, you might have a caramel cluster. You're not gonna have a caramel cluster. It's a caramel cluster. No, you could have a caramel cluster. Can you boot him, Bear? You, you, How do we do this? You could. Bear, you could. We're having way you, too much fun with this. No, I'm keeping him on. Ah, uh, jeez, I'm not. I'm not the host. I can't do anything. You could, but you wouldn't. You would have a caramel cluster. You wouldn't have a caramel cluster. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. I just wanted to see if we could keep it up, like for how long you guys went back and forth, like. If no one knew you guys from Adam and flipped on that episode, episode one, there is no doubt in anyone's mind that you guys are in brothers. Like, oh, the, yeah. The s'more oh, bit and the caramel caramel see, bit was awesome. Just wait till you see episode four this week. Uh, just more arguing on it's, Wednesday. It's, it's just awesome. more, more arguing. Yeah. Constant arguing. Here, here's here's the thing, Brad. Um, so I have older I have older siblings as well. Uh, uh, he's gonna step in it one day, and you're just gonna fucking mm-hmm. light him up, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the never. It's gonna be gold, hey, he, glorious. He, he, I've never he stepped in it. <laughs> he steps in it every day. It's just not recorded on video. Okay. Uh, well, that's the trick. Yeah, that's the trick. So, um, so speaking of graceful transitions, 
Um, we weren't speaking of graceful transitions, but this is how graceful the transition uh, let's, is. Let's pretend we were. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, really, really excited to make a really great announcement here on LS Pumar takes 100, our 146 take. So as for the last uh, the last many months, uh, we have had the privilege of partnering with HF Barcelona uh, for the studios here uh, in Cigar Marketplace for the studios here in Euless, Texas, and uh, couldn't have done uh, the last few dozen takes without them. They've been an incredible partner. It's been fantastic having them on board. Uh, but so, so excited to announce the transition that we'll be having here in a few weeks. We're going, uh, we are formally announcing tonight that uh, the studios of Euless, Texas will now be brought to you by Alec Bradley. So very much, very much excited. Uh, very much excited to uh, it's it's been a, I've it's been a privilege to partner with you guys kind of informally, but now that this is this is a, a more formal, um, you know, partnering, I'm 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 thrilled I'm thrilled to death to be working with you guys in such fashion. It's it's so exciting. Thank you thank you so much for the opportunity, guys. Just so excited to have. Oh, you. thank you. We're super excited for this, especially with someone as such a great interviewer. So, yeah, you're you're always a professional. You care so much, and uh, it's always a pleasure to come on the show. So. It only made sense. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, let's see that compliment that he gave me, Alec. We were just talking about caramel and caramel, and he said I was professional. This is this is this is a beautiful man right here. He's gonna uh, roast you as soon as we get and, off. As soon as we get off the air. Yeah. And that you care so much. I do care. I do care quite you, a bit. You, yes, you do. You caramel so much. Yeah, I was gonna do that, and then I decided. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I saw it coming out of your mouth, so I took care of it for you. Very, very close. Yeah, that's how you know we're brothers. I knew exactly what he was going to say. Guys, I'm uh, since and sincerely, guys. I I am privileged. I am. Um, it is. It is. An, it's going to be an amazing honor having uh, the Alec Bradley name behind me and uh, helping us with uh, our future takes. And it's it's just uh, it's fantastic. So I'm really excited about the partnership. Really excited to have you guys on board. And um, again, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Very much. Oh, awesome. We 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 wouldn't be yeah. doing it if you if you weren't you. So. It's very humble. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yes. Yeah, so let's drink to it, gentlemen. Hold on. I got. I got. I got to pour something. Okay. Just straight out the bottle. Okay. Come on. Okay. Cheers. There we go. Well, that brings us into tonight's major point, gentlemen. And of course, as always, the major point is brought to you by Wood Butcher Maine, introducing durable and attractive wooden creations to your kitchen, backyard, grill, and home using native Maine wood and other exotic wood species. Wood Butcher Maine products include butcher blocks, cutting boards, coasters, grill grate cleaners, and an LLC from our favorite, the Red Oak Cigar Ashtray and Cocktail Coaster, plus many more. The Wood Butcher Maine's team's passion for food, the pine tree state, and craftsmanship of the highest quality show in absolutely every piece. Be sure to visit woodbutchermaine.com. Yes, that's woodbutchermain.com to explore the current collection. And yes, the major point tonight, gentlemen, the third, much anticipated third release, regular production release from Alec and Bradley. What we're smoking tonight, I'm the Kintsuji. Yes, I am smoking the, the albeit gorgeous pre-release band here. You guys have the real deal, the real McCoy with the absolute... Uh, authentic genuine official release god those bands are gorgeous man they are absolutely i, I love it i was in love with this i, I didn't i had no idea you guys were going to change it up i mean i knew you guys would take pre-release <laughs> pre-release off the band but I, I i mean i loved it before i mean that's i mean it's it looks stellar yeah i actually had to put my cigar down about 20 minutes ago to make sure that i didn't smoke up to the band but right. 
just so I could show it. It's gorgeous. But, uh, we actually did the same thing with Blind Faith. We put a pre-release band on it uh, at first, and everyone thought that was the actual band. So we we kind of assumed that people would think that this one was the uh, pre the pre-release would be the same thing, but. Uh, just when we put out a pre-release band, it's usually just a, a little glimpse into what we're going to do. That's, you know, it, well, I, I mean, I really liked it because I know the story that we're going to get into. We're going to let Brad talk about it here in a second, but I love the story. Mm -hmm. And so I like the, 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 the fractures and the cracks on the pre-release band. Um, but I love the way that you guys kind of took it to the box and everything as well and to the the actual uh the actual label and everything so uh we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of this blend here in a second with you alec but brad let's talk about the concept a little bit here um oh, yeah. first of all so for for people who may be living under a rock and and didn't hadn't didn't uh, see any of the pre-release information um what what does kintsuji mean and uh, how did you guys come up with this uh this concept okay so first and i'm going to correct you just so you know Kintsugi, so Kintsugi. just with the, with, with the hard G. So Kintsugi is an old Japanese art form of piecing back broken pottery, so plates and bowls with gold lacquer. So the idea behind it is uh, that the piece is now more beautiful after you fixed it than the original piece. Um, and then kind of the, the deeper, more personal meaning is that your, your scars kind of make you who you are, um, ultimately making you a better person. But the way that Alec and I saw it uh, kind of coming into um, tons of FDA issues and um, trade show issues is that we had this, this extremely fractured industry. You know, we, we had problems at the FDA level. We saw companies leave, you know, our, our yearly trade show and we were trying to figure out, you know, why is our, why is our industry so fragmented? Why is it so fractured? And naturally it is, it's the cigars, what is the gold lacquer, it brings us together. But then unfortunately we've been going through COVID and we've had to see that all of us have to go now to these, you know, online virtual events and can only do things on social media to kind of bring everyone together. And I think that the gold lacquer is kind of being COVID and it sounds terrible, but it, it's brought our industry a whole lot closer to Together because we're we're going on each other's virtual events. We're bringing in, you know, manufacturers to our shows, and we're going on other people's shows just so we can all kind of connect a little bit more. Um, so I thought it was just kind of the perfect story to tell about, you know, what what Kintsugi is and how we can all be closer together. And um, you know, we're we're just a few weeks away from releasing this thing, and I'm so so excited for people to try the, the cigar. So just dig into the backstory for just a second here. Um, I, I want to show off my I want to show off my uh, my Google skills here. But this I mean this is really guys <laughs> you guys should uh, is am I sharing my screen here? You guys can see. Yep, we can see. Uh -huh. So I mean look this these are these are examples of kintsugi. Sorry, my Japanese is a little rusty. Um, um and uh, and I mean it is first of all it's gorgeous absolutely. I mean they 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 nailed it there. Um. But guys, I mean, you, you, you captured this. I mean, look at these examples. I mean, you guys absolutely personified this in the box and the design. I mean, you really did this art form justice. I, um, I have to give Bradley credit for that one because he had a vision for this and he did not, yeah, he did not let up on the vision until it was 
um, 100% perfect because we had a previous band and box before this final one and Bradley just wasn't feeling it and said we're going to redo this entire project in terms of the uh, in terms of the design and he did not let up until he thought it was 100% perfect and represented what Kintsugi was to the fullest. Thank you. You're welcome. Really, really, really well, really well done, Brad. I so so. Now I know hey, you guys, I helped. I helped. Of course, you did. Of course, I, I helped. No, and that was that was actually my next point. Now I know you guys are you guys are a true partnership, and you guys really collaborate on a lot of things. You guys have your own kind of specialties, or where you you know you preside over a lot of your focus when it comes to these projects and everything, for sure. We have to. Um, but. One of the things that I've always, that I've really liked about all three of your releases is, first of all, the identity of each three is, inc- and I, this word gets used at all. I, I overuse this word, so I'm I'm completely guilty of it. I use the word fantastic and unique way too often, but it, they they're really they are they are truly they are truly unique identities. You got the the blind yes. faith. I yeah. mean, the 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 television the the brown tie which apparently was a subject of debate um mm-hmm. the <laughs> the gatekeeper which um just really really gorgeous gothic-esque grecian combo thing that's just out of this world and then yeah. you guys go to asia um with your th- with your third at least now you guys dabbled in this with your uh with your uh partnership <clears throat> with dojo a little bit so yes Rudashi, but um, yeah. I guess you guys liked it over there so much in Asia. You just got decided to like, hey, well, hey, let's just let's just keep it here for the third release. Well, this question, was this was question. a separate project. Yeah, I was to say, question was it, was this a concept before Udashi, or was it or, or did it go in sequential order? Kintsuki was a concept Sugi, God, four or five so years sorry. ago. No, no, it was a concept four <laughs> or five years ago that Bradley was really into, but it didn't become a cigar project necessarily until they're around the same time as Urodoshi, maybe a little bit before, but um, that was just something completely separate. Obviously cigar dojo, you know, Asian culture. So we, we felt it appropriate to go down that route for that project. And for Kintsugi, that was something that Bradley had been holding on to for quite some time, probably within the first year that he entered the company um, I think you can see that in some of our advertising back then. And he really has just been in love with this this concept for a while. And he kind of came to me and was like, this is the right time to bring this because of everything going on within our industry. And I, I fully believe in this project and I think it makes perfect sense. And this is where I want to go for the next for the next release. And yeah, I was it's gonna say, beautiful. please, do you have the box? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's gorgeous, man. It's, it's gorgeous. Be- it's beautiful. I just I love it so so much. And uh, my favorite part of this entire thing is that the the cracks on the outside they go along the entire oh. way of the box. So it's so it's one complete piece. Oh hell yeah! Um, so that yeah. is my my absolute favorite part of this. They hate him at the. They hate him at the box factory. I'll so, tell you that. So, so even it's hard to see, but even the sides of the lid are done, just so we can have that extra bit of detail. Um, that All the way around. Hopefully, hopefully brings a little bit of a wow factor. But that's it, it's 
so close to my heart. Well, it completes that completes the idea, right? It's it, it it was fractured. You're you're fracturing it by opening the box. You're bringing it back together every time you close it. I mean, it it completes the thought like uh, precisely. I mean, it's, it's it's fantastic. The um so we're okay. I, I want to talk about the box here in a second, but I, Brad, I want to go back to the like your your your, your love with this part. Were you? Guys, like, I'll be back in just a second. I'm sorry. No, you're you're good. Uh, you know, if you need to take. Yeah, you're, you're, he's drinking the whiskey, man. He's he's got to take a, a break here and there. Um, so Brad, so did you like? Did you go to a museum at some point? Were you like? Did you take an art class in college? Like, like where did? I mean, because honestly, and, and obviously, evident of the bad, I keep mispronouncing it. You mm -hmm. introduced me to this art form. Like, I had no idea. And my my and the, here, this is why my my sister is. She's a she's an art curator. So she really? she worked at she worked at the Dallas Museum of Art. She worked at the Met in New York. Oh, that's cool. Whitney in New York. So I'm, I'm sure she's insulted by my lack of uh, my ignorance <laughs> here. But um, I mean, cool. it, it's 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 it, it is it's great. It's it's awesome. And but where did where did where did it come from? Where where did you find it? I hate to say that I don't I don't know the answer to this question, but I really don't. I don't know if I saw it online or if I, I feel like I must've seen it online somewhere or maybe like in a TV show because uh, or, or movie or something. But I think I want to say it was probably just like maybe on Facebook and maybe scrolled upon it and read an article, but I, I don't remember because I've, I've held on to this name for so long um, and, and thought the idea was so cool, but I don't truly remember why or how I stumbled upon it. Um, but I, I fell in love with it once I, I read the story and saw how, how beautiful, I mean, you pulled up the plates and the bowls and it's, it's stunning. So yeah, the, the meaning behind it kind of spoke to me and uh, I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, that we were able to do this. So I, I wish I could, could give you a better answer than that, but I truly don't remember. No, it's all good. So um, what what did I miss? I apologize. No, I was just asking yeah. where like where he stumbled upon this and he said that he didn't even like that's the thing, he just doesn't remember. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a light bulb moment or anything. He's just he just found it and it spoke to him for you know for this particular reason and everything. And the meaning I mean I mean it is absolutely I mean, not just for the cigar industry, it is absolutely poignant for today in history. I mean, it is yeah. it is perfect timing all around. So uh, the great story I wanted to I wanted to share you about Kintsugi was that um, so I I know you guys sent me some of these these pre-release samples and I know this is a faux pas, um, but my old college roommate is big 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 into to Japanese culture, and um, and he's not really a cigar guy um, at all, um, but he'll he'll smoke with me on occasion and everything. So I was down visiting him. Uh, when I went to Galveston, I told you uh, where I, when I smoked this for the first time, when I took it with me and I gave him one of the pre-releases and um, he didn't, he didn't even flinch. And he was, I mean, he was just like, oh, wow, that is so cool. And he, and he started, That's I mean, awesome. just, just started going off about this art form. And I'm like, I, I mean, I knew what y'all had told me and that, you know, the Reader's Digest version. And then mm -hmm. he just like lit up my world about this, this art form. He goes into like the deep dive of the history and all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow okay so this is a big deal and he's like yeah man that's so great and it's and then exactly what i just said a second ago he's like man that is that is so deep for what we're going through right now i mean wow it, uh, he i mean he got he was way into it way into it that's i cool. love that that that's kind of the point behind all this i, I think bradley would agree because it was his idea but there's just so much going on in the, in the world right now and when you look at this project it kind of speaks to what is happening 
happening and there's a lot of meaning behind this project for us so i mean there's there's a lot of meaning behind every project for us you look at blind faith um it's our first release you have to kind of have blind faith in what we're doing and the fact that we're coming out with our own cigars gatekeeper we got to work with this you know incredible cigar manufacturer ernesto and with kintsugi just with what's going on in the world and within our industry at the time kintsugi really speaks to that so we kind of have a purpose for everything that we release. Nothing is just, you know, half-baked or anything like that, really. There's a lot of thought that goes into every release we do, which is why it takes a little longer to, you know, come up with everything because there's a lot of care that's put into each project, even on the blending side, on the artwork side, it's all very thought out. So the fact that he thought that means the world to me, and I'm sure Bradley would agree, even though I don't want to speak for him. I would agree. So let's go, go uh, bring up the box again, because I want I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, so, OK, so again, I don't want to sound stupid like I have so many times tonight already. Uh, let's, let's, Not once. Let's ruin the streak a little bit. Uh, gold, obviously, gold lacquer. Is that yeah. like a, a dark purple, a deep blue? What I'm still trying to figure out what the color is. It's it's a like a light blue, dark blue. Okay. kind of layered on on top of each other you could probably see it maybe a little bit better on the vista but yeah so there's to, it's supposed to replicate uh like china um so alec actually found he was the one that found this um for the entire for the box so it's supposed to be like a, a plate basically i love that bradley's gonna be giving me credit but i'm pretty sure he found that as well no nah, he found this one so Okay, so let's talk about blue, right? So there's this supposed curse with blue labels on cigars, right? But yet, now you've seen a trend in the last couple of years of like all these blue releases, like blues coming well, the, out. Like the pledge is blue, right? The pledge is blue. Sober Mesa blue. Um, yep. You know, Nick Perdomo just did a release with blue labeling, like blue. Uh, the new Romeo and Julieta from Altadas USA blue labeling mm. with the iconic Romeo and Julieta brand. I mean, blue is, is you know, it has it, been steered away from for a number of years. They called it the curse of blue and everything, but now it's kind of got this resurgence and everything. Um, with you guys, probably, uh, again, you know, the, the great thing about being young in this industry, you can you can pay homage and, and tradition, but you don't have to worry about the the quote unquote curses and the unwritten rules a little bit. You guys can. They can be break. a little naive when it comes so, when it comes you can, to you that. Can, right? You can break. You can break and bend where you need to. It's like the Matrix, right? We're gonna keep yeah. on break. We're gonna keep bringing like late '90s movie references and. I love and, it. And make me feel. There's a new terrible. one. There's a there's a new one coming, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm really super excited about it. Um, yeah. um yeah. like I was excited about the research the the new Top Gun as well um that's way further back that's not 90s that's that's mid 80s that's when i was a baby um but uh, but um so i mean so i mean it it i'm i'm assuming here it just never even entered your mind you were going straight art form and you just you you really liked obviously the way the color played off of each other and, and yeah so it. if you look a lot sorry brian i'm gonna take this really quick if you look at a lot of um asian culture theme china right? It has a lot of these blue um, designs on it. And I think that just playing true to the culture into what we were going into, I think this made perfect sense. We weren't looking at other people are doing blue right now, or the fact that blue may have been a curse within the cigar industry. It was just true to form. And that's why Bradley really pushed 
because even if I had found, if Bradley's saying I found that pattern, but regardless, we were looking at a lot of blue patterns. Is that correct, Brad? Yeah, I mean, the, the common theme on China pattern is that there's some, usually it's commonly it's blue. Uh, so we just want to stick as close to the idea as possible. So when people see the box, they may have an understanding of what, what Kintsugi is without having to go on their phones and Google it or ask someone. They may just kind of look at it and be like, oh, that kind of looks like a plate or it looks like a China, you know, China bowl or whatever it may be. Um, and kind of understand the idea just from looking at the box. I mean, it's 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 absolutely stunning, gentlemen. I mean, you guys did a world class job, uh, unbelievable. And, and speaking of world Appreciate class, that. let's uh, let's talk about the nuts and bolts here, Alec. I mean, yeah, no uh, problem. We've got um, the the iconic Alec and Bradley Staple Troyhus wrapper yeah. on top of the again standard trademark that you guys do the double binder. Nicaraguan uh, binder, and uh, and then you got Honduran and Nicaraguan in the filler. So, yeah, I and I, I, I and I'm putting you guys if I'm, and, and if you guys can't comment and I'm putting you on the spot, I apologize. Um, there is some really gorgeous spice in this. Some of this Nicaraguan has to be at Esteli. No, no, okay. it is, it is, it is. Okay. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it just sing. It just sings to you. I mean, from the light. It, it just, it, it comes through and it, it's, well, well, we'll get into the blend a little bit. So uh, about what I'm tasting and how, how it's all comes together and everything. So I, I know I just unpacked it in a very, a very small, small way, Alec, but why don't you elaborate a little bit on, on, on coming together with this blend? Yeah. So really what, what the way the process has worked thus far is Bradley comes with a concept and he has a profile for the cigar in mind. He's like, here's my, my thought process. Here's the kind of profile and feel that I'm looking for in terms of the blend. Go create that. And so I went down to Central America. I, uh, I went to Honduras specifically, obviously. And I, I had this feel that Bradley gave me in terms of what the cigar should be. And so I just started blending for that and worked on it, worked on it, worked on it my whole trip down there. And... It took a lot of time. And even once I got back, back in the cigars aged a little bit, it wasn't right. And I think we went through, through two or three iterations after that. And because Bradley smoked it when it came back to him, he's like, this is the right. And I completely agreed with him because he was looking for this more mild, mild to medium feel in terms of the blend. But he wanted very delicate, full flavors at the same time. And the way that the cigar kind of had to be ended up being kind of straight medium because I wasn't able to accomplish what he was looking for in a, in a, in a mild blend. And from what he was looking for in turn, it, it, it became straight medium, but the flavors are absolutely spectacular, in my opinion, at least. And once we were two or three uh, variations in, we hit the nail on the head because it's got this great sweetness, this great nuttiness and underlying great earthy tones to it that just kind of speak to how delicate and nice the packaging is. And we really wanted the cigar to reflect exactly exactly what the pack, packaging brought to the, to the forefront. So I think that it took some time. It was actually quicker than let's say Blind Faith or even maybe Gatekeeper, but um, I think together 
through the collaboration between me and Bradley, we were able to get exactly what, what he was envisioning. And it's always hard when you have a concept and you have to bunch to that com concept instead of having a cigar and then coming up with a uh, name around the cigar. Uh, I, I feel like it takes more time because you have to blend exactly to what that name and concept um, calls for. But uh, I think we, we nailed it. And I'm, I'm proud because this kind of put our palates to the test a little bit because we're both full body smokers. So when you go straight medium, there's not always room to hide any of the little mistakes that might be in there. Um, the later you go, the more the mistakes show. So um, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty proud of the cigar. I'm, I'm really proud. I think the cigar is gonna put us on a different level once people smoke it. And I think that people will understand the amount of work that went into this process. You, you certainly should be proud. Um, it's, we're gonna dive into it in a second. I, I, wanna, I wanna pick off something you just said though, with the way that you guys have kind of built conceptually so far. Going with that, that pattern of, you know, Brad's got this concept, you go and try to create it around that concept. Does that, does that ever, that process ever kind of scare the shit out of you? Cause like, I mean, what he could come to every you day of my fucking life. Oh, every day of my life. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> yeah. Every day of my life. I, cause I mean, I, I mean, I gotta say that, 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 that in itself is, is, is a really is a I mean it's not it's not like a foreign concept there are people that in the industry that do it this way or have done it this way not necessarily consistently like you guys have but um it's not necessarily a foreign concept but like when I've heard it before and then hearing you say it again right then like I'm thinking in the I think in the back of my head like what what what's to stop my partner or my brother in this case come to me and say like <laughs> hey I I you know I had a dream and I, I really think our next cigar should be uh, talking parrots, uh, dancing the cha-cha while, you know, um, you know, while growing dreadlocks out of their heads. I just made something up off the top of my head, you know, like, I mean, yeah. it could just be out of complete left field, like astonishing left. Like, it'd be like, how do you, like, how do you, okay. Like, how do I, how do I work around that crazy, that crazy ass idea? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know if you're calling me crazy bear, but I will take full responsibility for that. No, I'm, um, and I'm not. I was just from that. No, from, no, you, no, from no, the con, no, from, I, I'm, I'm really not. Completely no, crazy. I'm really not. I'm it, saying it, like from, from this being your principal, uh, your principal method that you guys are going with, like from Alex mm -hmm. standpoint, like, like, I mean, I, I, and maybe not like scared is the, not the appropriate term, maybe just nervous. Like, like, I, 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 I see what you're saying, but, but the way, the way that I, that we go about it is that it's not just, okay, I, I've come up with the name. I've come up with the concept and Alec has to agree with it and now blend a cigar to my liking. It is, Hey, Alec, I, I love this concept. Kintsugi. I think it's really cool. Here's some artwork, some, some storyboarding of what I think it could look like, you know, showing the pictures of the bowls and the plates and him. Alec has to be like, Bradley, I think that's awesome. What do you think of that? What cigar is going to go with this? And me going to him saying, oh, man, I think it needs to be mild to medium, you know, very elegant, have some nice sweetness to it, but like an everyday cigar, um, but nothing that we wouldn't smoke and not a Connecticut. And him taking what I give him and going down there and, and blending a, a freaking beautiful cigar. So well, it's, it's, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll, so let's flip flop that for a second. So like, I just, I just asked Alec that question, but the same question goes, right. It's just different from your perspective. Like how nervous does that yeah. make you like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm coming up Fair with nice. these concepts. Like how, how, you know, he's going to do from your perspective, right. He's going to do a great job. I know he's going to do a great job. I have to, I have to now match it, but I have to match it even beforehand. Like that's, that's a whole yeah. different level you know, of, yeah. of nervousness, if you will, if we're going to keep, keep no, this thing. Rally, yeah. Rally takes a lot of pride in what he does. And he'll tell you he's not afraid to scrap a project or scrap artwork. And I actually I've give heard him you a say lot that. of, yeah. yeah, I give him a lot of props for that because he's not willing to put something out that he doesn't believe in. And I might get frustrated with him because it takes more time to come out with the project than I want. But, um, at the end of the day, it's always our best foot forward. There's nothing nothing less than that. So when he comes to me, uh, I think this is the second time already that he's come to me and said, hey, we're starting from scratch. And I'm okay with it every time because I believe in him. I believe in his capabilities and his vision. So even though I might be frustrated and not want him to do it because I might love what we already have, at the same time, he's blown it out of the water every single time. So I'm, I'm very proud of him for what he's done. I, he should be proud of himself and I'm, I love it. I, I think that at this point, whether I, it frustrates me or not, I have to just give him the leeway he needs to make it happen. I mean, this, this is really, this is really great what you guys have together because uh, Brad, if you have a thought, I'll, I'll let you get to it, but I, I want to get this uh, question. I was... Go ahead. Go ahead, please. He's talking I, I, about I, no, I, no, I was just messing. I was just messing, being like, "This is what we now have because we we did change the artwork." Yeah, yeah that's no, all, it's, that's it's, it. it's 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 beautiful. It. It's beautiful. I don't I don't want to I don't want to stray away from your question. So this this is this is my question, guys, because you guys have a a very successful partnership. Now it's still it's still early on, obviously, young. relatively speaking, but it the dynamic is different. So it's not, like you said, you guys have, you guys collaborate, but you guys have your own focuses as we've kind of established, but there's a guys, there's a lot of, there's a lot of partnerships in this business and partnerships in this business in general don't have the greatest track record, but there's a lot of so, partnerships that fizzle out even before they get to this point. So I'm going to explain a little bit, just, just to make it clear why it is the way it is. Um, if Bradley and I handled every part of this partnership together, we would have, one of us would not be living at this point. <laughs> so I've heard you say this. <laughs> yeah. It's just not possible for the two of us to, to do every single part of this, of these projects to, together. There has to be leeway on one side or the other. And Bradley chose to go down more of the conceptual and artwork part where I chose to go more down the blending part. That's not to say that, necessarily i don't have a vision for some of the projects or um bradley doesn't have an amazing palette because he absolutely does it's more about the fact that if we didn't separate these two roles a little bit then we would we wouldn't get anything done oh, and i'll and i'll second that alec because uh, brad and i have had enough discussions about cigars and tobacco in general his his his, his palette is 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 incredible so I'll, 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 I'll second you on that for sure. Yeah. Um, so going with the fact that this is your third, y'all's third regular production release. Okay. And um, 
and I love the approach that you guys are taking it kind of a slow and steady kind of course. I mean, there are so many brands out there that have, we've all seen it, the kind of the, the throw up mentality, like the, the just back here, here's, here's a bunch. Right. And, and to, to varying, varying, varying success. But I think even the ones that are successful in that, that that's like, you know, for the cigar nerds and all three of us here, that's like overstimulation. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think the low and slow barbecue metaphor, mo you know, method has, has served a lot of companies. Well, you know, crowned heads is probably one that really recently comes to mind that really did that has, and, and has done that consistently throughout the years where they've done the, the single releases each year. And they're just kind of, they're building a, a staple brand. Was this always the idea in the very beginning or were you guys just like, okay, we're going to get out our first cigar and then we'll kind of worry about the future or like, was this always the plan from the beginning? We, we kind of just made the first cigar and then we're like, we'll kind of start to figure things out as we go a little bit. Um, but we want every release to, to be special. We don't want, we want to be in love with it. We don't want to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. We want every single brand that, that ships out to to feel like our our newest baby you know i'm i'm more excited about kintsugi than i ever was about gatekeeper upon faith like <laughs> i feel i feel like giddy about people getting to try the cigar and see the packaging and um i mean we worked on this thing for for so long i mean like we kind of talked really quickly like we we were done with packaging we were done and I had to tell Alec to be like, I think we need to redo this. So um, um, I'm, I'm more excited than I've ever been to release a new cigar, so. Yeah, for, <clears throat> for, for me, the, the problem is I can blend faster than, you know, the concepts or the ideas can, like, I don't want to say come in, but Bradley really needs some marinade on something before he feels confident about it so for up to me we would do like two two and a half releases a year kind of thing and um but i do respect the process and i understand it now as to why it's so important to really have the right idea the right concept the right packaging all of that instead of just releasing cigars because i get so excited about blending and being down at the fact and working on these things that sometimes I want to move faster than the allows, but um, doing it this way, in my opinion, is, is way better. It's, it's way better. So I don't mean to bounce around too much um, on the subject, but I, I want to go back to this blend a little bit, um, Alec, that you, you described so, so eloquently a moment ago. There, there is a lot of nuance to this, to this cigar. Like, you know, when you look at the, again, surface level, it's like, okay, you know, like Alec, Alec Bradley staples here, you know, the Troyes wrapper, the double binder, you know, Honduran and Nicaragua. It's like, oh yeah, that's, 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 you know, that's, that's pretty well known for anyone who's smoked Alec Bradley for a number of times, but there, there is something very unique about this blend. And you, you, you said it a second ago, it's very nuanced. It's mild and medium, but very you use the word delicate and I couldn't agree more. Um, the, the sweetness you mentioned I get is this, this, what I'm getting, I don't know what you guys get out of it, but when I retrohale, you get that Esteli spice that I was talking about, but it's complemented by, I'm getting kind of like an apricot marmalade 
kind of jammy, really kind of really rich sweetness that really brings those spices together uh, in a, in a, in a really fantastic way. Um, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing here, throwing out words, guys. I mean, what, what, when you guys yeah. get it, I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what, what do you get out of it when you're smoking it? I mean, the sweetness that I've always said is like, it's kind of like honey. So I don't think that like marmalade or, or is too far off, but it's like a, something that that goes on like something else it's like a something that goes on toaster but it's it's sweet to me yeah. it's sweet like honey i get for me personally i get like this honey and very subtle red fruit sweetness that just goes so well with that nice subtle you know spice or pepper and then you have this underlying like very nice nutty macadamia nut type of nuttiness that goes into it so when you when you melt it all together and you're smoking the cigar, I just think that it really sticks out because Bradley and I in our blends with Blind Faith Gatekeeper and now Kintsugi, um, we try even if we're using the same factories as Alec Bradley uses or not, um, we always try to produce something that is not something that a Alec Bradley smoker would expect. So that I think it definitely shines through on blind faith gatekeeper obviously we're working in the dominican with ernesto so that's way different for alec bradley and then when you look at this cigar this is just so off the rails from what alec bradley does we try to be out of what alec bradley does consistently and i think this really really um this this really came together very nicely and is not what the normal alec bradley smoker would expect and, and I, you, you absolutely nailed it there, Alec. I think that's that's exactly the point that I was going to go to is that each of these cigars, and, and like you said, the, the the blind faith was probably the the strongest thing that I've ever smoked from the quote unquote Alec Bradley family, right? Like strength, yeah. power, like full flavored in your face, um, more so than anything else in the portfolio. Gatekeeper, as you said, completely. That didn't smoke like an Ernesto cigar, Ernesto cigar, and it didn't smoke like an Alec Bradley cigar. Is what a lot of us are fond of saying, which it, makes it, yes. which makes it beautiful in itself. And then, but this, I just you know, I've meant now. This is a third time that I'm mentioning these tobaccos are quote unquote staples in the Alec Bradley portfolio and profile. But yet you've taken them, Alec, and you've created something that again is set completely apart from from all those things that you would say, this doesn't smoke like a Tempest. This doesn't smoke like a Prensado. Um, there, you know, the, the wrapper in itself, when I was looking at this, the wrapper has this, and it, <laughs> as I'm about to be contradictory, it has this, 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 this elegance to it, but yet in, it has this rustic feel and taste in your mouth. You mentioned earthiness a moment ago. I do get that, that bready, you know, baking yeah. spice quality is that kind of foundation of that sweet and spicy that we were just talking about. Um, it it really is um, something completely set apart. I, and I'm it, well done, gentlemen. Just absolutely well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you very much. The the yeah I was I was praying uh, I was praying the second ago when I was asking for descriptions that uh, that Bradley was going to say caramel, but it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I would never. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I want to talk about 
building the go back to building the brand and going back to you know this you guys being young in in this part of the in this part of the industry you know i you know as well i was watching whiskey wednesday uh for the first time um a, a few days ago and uh you know i had the facebook loop on and it, it, it triggered the next video that it triggered was off the alec bradley pay alec and bradley page which was the unboxing from a few years ago of blind faith brad you were on the road and alec it was you and your father in the in the warehouse um and i um you know it was just a simple video it was like i don't know seven minutes long you know you guys you know I mean, very, I mean, very informal crack open the box. It's the first time you've been able to see the project. And, um, and, and it was, it was very moving. Um, your father was clearly moved in those few moments. And uh, speaking as a father of sons, um, it really spoke to me personally. Cause I was just like, I mean, it really got me. I was like, damn, <laughs> you know, because you could see you could see the pride that he had um and and i'll be i'll be interested to ask him this question in a few weeks but it it almost it almost seemed like it was it was bigger than anything else that he had done personally and i, I alec you were there personally in that moment like you know what was what was it like being in that moment with him or was it kind of business so as usual <laughs> So off camera, the part that you didn't see was all of the hugs and congratulations when that cigar arrived. And I know Bradley got the same when he got back from his trip. Um, there's a certain level of pride that he has in the two of us doing our own thing and not necessarily being a part of it, but still being a part of it at the same time, because he's always privy to what we're doing, even if he doesn't get to make the decisions. So when the final product comes in and he gets to see it firsthand and what we created, there's a certain just level of pride that I think might be different from when he releases his own cigar that he is just, you know, super proud of and loves to see that, you know, his two boys didn't have to come into this business. Neither of us were, forced into this whatsoever but we both love it and it's amazing that the three of us get to work together every single day so when he saw that you know especially our first cigar come to fruition i think there was just a different level of pride versus an alec bradley release because it's something that bradley and i put our hearts and souls into and I think he just appreciates that whether he got to be as involved as he wanted to be or not. Um, I think it's just a different feeling for him. And for Bradley and I, um, we celebrate every release. I mean, I think that each one that we do just gets more, even though the first one with blind faith was extremely special. We're, we're waiting for this first shipment of Kintsugi, of Kintsugi to come in and we're just chomping it for it to arrive because we are this this project we are just really just it's a special project to us and we're extremely proud of and i think this one will really kind of mark our names within within this industry a little bit and people will see what we're trying to do so i mean bradley if you have anything to add on that yeah. I got nothing else. No. So, 
this this question I come out and I actually told, we talked about this little question about in the green room a little bit before the show. Um, so I, I and this was predicated on the assumption that the original order had already come in for Kintsugi. So this would be your third quote unquote unboxing, right, on the theory of unboxing. Um, but you know that now that you've gone have gone through two of this, you're about to open up the third, so to speak. Does it ever get? I mean, again, being new to uh, being quasi new to this, is does it does it get old? No. So Not at all. I mean, yeah, we're we're young Not in this all. industry. We're super it's young, fun. and <clears throat> this only only being our third one, I would say it doesn't get old at all. If anything, I've never seen Bradley more excited for a release than this one. This is the coolest one. And then the next one will be the coolest one. And then the one after that will also be the coolest one because that's, that's, that's our, that's our theme. Yeah. No, that's what uh, make, that's what, uh, why, you know, not all cigars are, are, are fun. And I think that's what Alec and I are, are always going for on every project and not every single one is going to be cooler, maybe or crazier than the next, but every single one's going to be different. Every single one's going to be fun and unique. And uh, I know that Alec and I will always be excited to quote unquote unbox the next, you know, the next box. So apart from blind faith, cause that obviously, that obviously was a, 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 a hallmark moment for, for him and gatekeeper was obviously something very different too. He, he, a completely different partnership that your father had never taken part of. I'm interested to get y'all's thoughts in, on this has you have you guys been present for uh, a really mo um, uh, an unboxing if you will of any alec bradley cigar where you 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 witnessed your dad and you're like man that was that was awesome to witness do you guys have any memories of that where like you know i, I and i'm just spitballing here like the select cabinet reserve or what whatever i mean just mm. any of those back in the day did you guys and you guys were really young i mean you were just kids at that point was there was there anything that you all witnessed where you're, it, 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 it etched a spot in memory for you? I, I personally don't. I have a few. Um, Alec, my... I was, I was a little bit closer to the industry than Bradley at the time. So, so I was around for some different things um, just because of our age difference. Tempest, I remember the, I wasn't there for the unboxing, but I was there. I remember my dad blending Tempest and I mean, he went through, it must have been well over 50 blends before he, he hit the blend on Tempest. And then I was there for the um, the time that Gonzalo got number one cigar in the world on Cigar Aficionado and just a lot of tears and hugging and excitement for that. And then last year's Fine and Rare that was honor of our grandfather, our late grandfather that passed a couple of years ago. Um, there was just a very special moment for that when it came in. And then honestly, uh, this year's Fine and Rare that's gonna be releasing has a very special place in his heart as well. And I think Bradley, Bradley you know, obviously was there for, for those last two. And I think he would agree with that whole heart. There's just something different about last year's um, Fine and rare, and this year's fine and rare that uh, are very special to him, and is different from some of the prior releases. 
I I still don't get tired of it. You know, I'm on a, obviously on a different end. I'm obviously in a you know completely different end of this. But I I never get tired of seeing the excitement around a cigar release from the people yeah. who make it. I and get the, it. And that is why that is one of the well not that is not the reason, but that is one of the many reasons where I really love this industry and where I've I've totally drank the Kool-Aid and don't believe that it's Kool-Aid at all. Because you know, like there's a lot of, you know, the 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 the, the cynics of this industry like we'll say like, oh, that's you know, this story is bullshit and blah 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 and all this other stuff. And like, oh, this story with age debate like just like all the you know, all the the naysayers, right? And and I always cast those aspersions aside because I'm like you. When you hear brand owners, manufacturers, and blenders talk about the product that they literally, you know, the tired expression, put their blood, sweat, and tears into, and for them to hand it to you, cut and light it, smoke it with you, talk to you about it, or talk about it, not even talk to you personally. Personally is a completely different experience. That is undeniable. It's undeniable. I um, I just ordered a couple of Nick Melillo's, uh, his anniversary release. I don't remember is is it five, his five year anniversary? Yeah, five release? year. Yeah, the all women say the the. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. to, I don't know what to call it. I know what everyone think that they say it's modeled <laughs> after, but I don't know what to call it. But perfecto, well, fat perfecto, gordo. Per- yeah. yeah. Perfecto, so gordo. I just ordered a couple of those, and I know that has to ha- you know have a special meaning to him being five years in his own company at this point. And I order those just because there's something special about that. So, I mean, when, when people release cigars, they, they, they all have a meaning. At least I like to believe. So, I mean, there's, there's releases I get super excited about Bradley, even more than me, he gets super excited about releases. And um, I th- because there's a special meaning behind all of these for us. So, especially when you know that the manufacturer takes it very personally, like we do. Um, I think, I mean, I think that that says a lot. No, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, again, uh, hats off to you. I'm going to, I'm going to burn my fingertips with this one. I'm about to light up a second one here in a second. I was going yeah, to, I was going to switch yeah. to the gate. I was going to switch to the gatekeeper, but I'm going to, I'm going to light up the second one here. I'm, 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 nice. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this. This is fantastic. I love it. Well, well uh, done. Congratulations, you guys. Well thank deserved. You. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. So that brings us into our our next segment here, which is uh, one of has become a has become a perennial favorite here on LS Fumar Takes uh, with uh, new. Now you guys have neither uh, have participated in this segment, so I'm really excited for you guys to participate for the first time. This is our one must go segment. Uh, and it's as always, it's brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolera, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron lines. Uh, so smoke one today and start living united. So again, for, for strangers to the show or for you two gentlemen who haven't participated in it yet, the idea of One Must Go is I'm going to present you with three things. And one has to go to the curb. You can never enjoy, look at, do whatever the concept is or the category is you can never do it again now this is all for shits and grins guys no one's taking this seriously they're not going to actually do this but 
but we are going to take it seriously for the next few moments of one getting kicked to the curb. And I always participate. So you guys aren't on the hot seat alone. Um, but we're going to get into, uh, I know, I know both of you guys are, uh, um, lovers of fine cuisine as well as fine spirits and fine cigars, uh, particularly Bradley. We're going to get into Bradley's, uh, love of food here in just a second with, uh, when we talk about charities. Um, but, um, but I know both of you guys are, are a great, you know, have a great affinity for fine cuisine as, as in fine things in life. And so I thought today would be really great to talk about beef. And Alec was very quick to ask me, are we talking about the food or are we talking about beef between people? We are talking mm-hmm. about the food tonight. So beef is a beef like whiskey. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. I'm going to bring back the beauty and the beast reference here. Beef and cigars, man, the, 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 the quote unquote steak dinner, you know, beef, cigars, whiskey, they kind of, they, they, it's, it's, it's a trio, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I, I was thinking about tonight and I was like, okay, what can I ask these guys and make them, make them choose? So I, I think I know one that's going to stay. Um, but I want to put up three beef products and one has to go. Okay. Cool. So the that's first awesome. one is what I just mentioned already steak. Okay. Any particular cut yeah. will do, but steak is one of the, one of the ones, uh, Burgers, the hamburger, okay, a uh, a uh, peon level version of steak, but certainly has been elevated in recent years with uh, different variations of of the burger. I'm a, a, I'm a big connoisseur of burgers myself, and um, and meatballs. Now, meatballs have a very nostalgic place in most people's you know most people's past in history and everything like that so and even though meatballs and burgers can kind of they're kind of part of the same family they are very distinct and they are they take a very different you know different approach to to making a fine meatball as opposed to a fine burger as opposed to the delicacy of a a fine steak so um alec since we said we introduced the show with bradley and alec rubin alec i'll give you the honor sir the elder the uh, the elder here today uh, I am the elder elder, but the elder of the two of y'all. So one has to go. You can never eat it again. You can never look at it again. It is never a choice in your life again. Steak, burgers, and meatballs. One has to go. Hit me. I don't I don't even think this is a question. This is okay. very obvious to me. Okay. Meatballs gotta go. Okay. I can't I can't give up steak or burgers ever. Um I don't even know if I had a meatball in the last year in all of 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for me, I've had, I have burgers at least once a week. Steak is a, you know, I, I enjoy it as much as I can, as, as often as I can, but meatballs are not the same for me. So honestly, meatballs are going to go. You said you haven't had meatballs in the last year. Like, when? What was the last thing you had? Was it meatballs by itself? Was it meatballs and pasta? Do you even remember? It's been that long. It's been that long. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's been that long. I don't know the last time I had meatballs. So maybe at, at IKEA. Who knows? But. <laughs> <laughs> sidebar. Sidebar. My wife is obsessed with IKEA. I mean. Yeah. Like to the point of like, I, I'm really glad that you guys sent me this cigar because I'm not sure I can afford these. Um, like obsessed with Ikea. So, um, um, but those meatballs are delicious, I will say. 
<laughs> I, I, I agree. But are they, are they that good? I have I, I grill steaks as much as I can, so meatballs got to go. Meatballs got to go. Okay. Meatballs got to go. Didn't want to taint the jury here, uh, Bradley. You're you're you don't have to go. Bradley's gonna just disagree with me just because I said meatballs, no. and he's gonna no. say something else. No, I was gonna say I hate that I'm going to agree with Alec on this, but I would have to say meatballs as well. Okay. Oh, let's mark mark the date and time. Okay. That Bradley just agreed with me. 1103 Central, okay. just after midnight on 11. Uh, so 11, yeah, 1123 for you guys, 1122 for me. So confusing date, but that's I, fine. I, I, <laughs> I don't eat steak that often, but, you know, when I do it, it's, it's always a treat and burgers are an essential. Like, like you said, Bear, like you're kind of a connoisseur of burgers. I myself love burgers. Maybe the Same. most versatile burst, beef product you can have you can go any which way with it so uh meatballs must go what okay so what burger is the staple for bradley rubin like what like what's like what like Ooh. like not like what's the best burger you've ever had that's such a like what's the what's the staple? yeah i'm I, you know i'm a pretty simple person so i'm like a like cheese and bacon with like avocado Oh, um, nice. Okay. Like just love, love simple. Doesn't, doesn't need to be anything too crazy. Maybe add some onions in there, but other than that, um, that's like I would say like go to. Caramelized onions, right? Caramelized, <laughs> not not regular, just raw onions. Caramelized, correct. See, caramelized, not for... not not caramelized. Caramelized. No, but caramelized. <laughs> boom. Caram boom. Caram caramel cluster. It. It depends on the situation, okay? <laughs> that would be caramelized. You're right. All right. So, okay. So you got the toppings, okay? But where, where, where is the, where is the staple burger for for Brad Bradley Rubin? Who, who makes like who, the the one you go to uh, the most frequently? And if you say Burger King, McDonald's, I'm, I'm, I'm I am gonna take Alex no. advice. I'm booting you. No, I, I mean honestly, I don't, I don't go too many places. Like, there's a couple burger, there's a couple burger places around me. Like, there's uh, a this place called Henry Sandwich Station that Alec Oof. loves now. So they good. Make, they make a great burger, and then there's another place called Burger Stop. Um, that's not too far. Also makes great stuff, but usually it's just it's made at home. Okay. Oh, homemade. Okay. Awesome. Well, okay. Well, you guys heard it here. Speaking of marking history, okay, because I'm a burger guy. So, um, um, Henry's is great on me. When I get to see you guys, no, no, no. on us. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no I insist. No. I insist. No. It's on oh, no. It's on us. Alec always gets Henry's for people that uh, come here for the first time. Yep. All right. All right. Well, we, we, we can we can fight over the check later. So I, I said on, I was. Bear, gonna, I, no, your turn, man. Your turn. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna go. Well, I, I mean, it seems kind of obvious, but I'm gonna do a little spin off of this in a second. So, so, so burgers, burger. I listen. There are two things I could eat every day. I could eat tacos and I could eat burgers every day, like without fail. Like my wife will ask me what's like, what do you want to do for dinner? Like I will tacos or burgers like every day, like I could do it. And it, like people say like, Oh, and I, and I love variety. I am a huge variety person in my <laughs> life, but I will, I would eat burgers and tacos every single day of my life and not, and not be ashamed and not hate it at all. It would be the best thing ever if that was possible. Um, so burgers, burgers have to stay. All right. Nice. The, 
just 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 to give meatballs a little bit of glory here so there like there is something there's something absolutely perfect about a meatball like a a perfectly made meatball that it, it, it to me it, like 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 I'm Mexican okay so like this isn't like my my mother and the, you know the Sunday gravy and you know that kind of thing like I, it's not that nostalgic in that sense but like there like there's almost nothing in this world that like when you haven't had it in a while clearly Alec hasn't had it in like a year but like I I don't eat them very frequently either but like when you just have this craving and you're just like man I just a, a really good meatball just hit the spot there is nothing. There is almost nothing better in this world, like after a really long absence and go back and find the perfect and have a have a perfect meatball that hits the spot like that. It is it is really good. Um, that being said, there's absolutely no way I can boot steak because I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, steak is steak is amazing. Um listen there there there's there's one i mean look i don't like to talk about religion on this show but there are, i mean you guys are jewish <laughs> there's one reason why hebrew culture uh loves beef and the reason is it's because steak steak you know you know uh, steak is the word it's not even beef it's steak like like let's just be honest steak. like steak is steak yeah. is the reason that beef exists in this world it's and and it's it's fantastic so steak and burgers Meatballs has to go. Now I'm interested to get some people from the, from the chat and some, cause there, I mean, there is a love, there is like this, this, I mean, there's a meatball competition in this industry that's, that gains, gains notoriety. I mean, meatballs have their place. So I'm, I'm interested to hear people in the chat talking about which they would actually go with and stuff. Um, but I, I have a feeling that we're probably in the, probably in the norm with our picks. So that yeah. being, so that being said, so st st I was, I didn't know what was going to go between burgers and meatballs, but I had a feeling that we would all pick steak. So here's a bonus, right? Okay. So I'm going to, so we're going to talk a bonus one must go. It's going to talk about steak for a couple of minutes here. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you guys the three cuts. One Do must it. go. Mm-hmm. Not bone-in ribeye, just ribeye. So not bone-in, so no tomahawks here, because that's like a given, right? So just regular ribeye, not bone-in. Filet. And New York strip. Which, which one has to go? Bradley, you first. Um, I know my answer. I have to keep filet. And then I... Probably get rid of. Probably ribeye and keep the New York. Okay. If I had said bone in ribeye, would that have made a difference to you? I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. No. Interesting. Okay. My turn. My turn. Okay. It's, Pick it's me. All... Pick me. Here we go. Yep. Filet got to go. Filet has got to go. Okay, I'm gonna give you no the floor. Doubt. I'm gonna give you the floor here in a second, Alec. Okay, Bradley, why do you love filet so much? You that was the that was that was the automatic it's, answer for you, just like it was for him, just different. It's just the mo it's the most tender. It it cuts like butter as long as it's done right. It, it's it's gotta say, as long as it's done properly, and you take your knife, you could take a butter knife and cut through it. Then it's a necessity. Okay, so why does it gotta go, Alec? 
pack content. Okay. It is the cut with the least amount of fat. Mm-hmm. Fat is flavor. So fillet's got to go. I'm 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 actually astonished at the love for New York strip here. I really am. I, I, I thought that this would be I thought this would be the given that New York strip would go. Really? No, fillet has no fat to it, which means no flavor. So fillet has got to go. That's yeah, I so I have a different answer. I have a, a I have a similar answer to one of us, but I have a different reasoning behind it. So um First of all, I love I love there's uh, there's a cut of there's a cut of steak at Ruth's Chris. If you guys have ever been to a Ruth's Chris, they have it's called the Porterhouse for two. I yes. usually get it just for one. They put it on the elevated plate that's been heated, and then they melt butter and the butter just comes down off it. Well, half of the porterhouse is obviously New York strip. That's a whole different experience, but that's not on this list. Mm-hmm. Okay. The but still that being said, New York strip has a very, very similar um characteristic to me of, of top sirloin which is what i grew up on top sirloin was always the cheapest cut of steak when i was growing up and that was the steak that my family could afford so that's what i grew up on eating when my family wanted to have steak dinner my dad would always grab top sirloin uh which my dad is appalled at what prices have become on top sirloin these days um but um that's that's why new york strip stays to me it's kind of nostalgic in that sense a ribeye, I'm, I'm with you, Alec. The fat content, fat, fattest flavor. I think it's, I think it's phenomenal, especially when it's cooked well. But, yes. but here's the discrepancy with ribeye. It has to be, it has to be prime. Like even choice, which isn't a bad cut of beef. There is such a different line of demarcation between like choice strip, choice fillet, to prime. Like there's a difference, obviously. Well, we're talking prime here. Yeah, we are talking prime, but nope. I'm just saying like the difference like is, 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 isn't as appalling as ribeye prime and ribeye choice. Like choice ribeye is not good, <laughs> like, but we are talking Agreed. prime. So, so ribeye has got to stay for me. It's got to be filet. Filet has got to go. Here's my reasoning. Filet's got to go. Here's my reasoning with filet. No, Bradley, you're not going to hate me for this. Okay. Um, like I told Fair you guys, enough. I grew up, I grew up. You know, we, we didn't have all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, filet's got to go because it's just obnoxiously priced for that little cut of steak. So like, that's the only, like, that's the, re- I still uh-huh. go back to that though. Like I still, I could still, I mean, I, you know, uh, not, not frequently, but on occasion I could a- afford a nice filet if I really wanted to, but I'm like, I just look at that price and I'm like, I could get like t- three steaks for the same price of the filet. I, I got to go with, I got to go with the bigger cut. <laughs> I do agree with that part. But that being said, I think we could all three of, I think we can enjoy all three cuts. I mean, would you? I mean, if I mean, you wouldn't. You I think wouldn't we sh- all enjoy New York Strip. I think that's the takeaway from this. That's crazy, though. I, I really thought that that would have been the one to go. I really thought, like from from you two, I knew where I stood. I, I thought I was going to be the outlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that is one must go. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate you guys participating cool. in that. As always, it's uh, sponsored, brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron line. So smoke one today and start living united. Um, so speaking of food, um, we're going to kick off this next segment here. Um, I, I was really proud. This has been, uh, we're a couple weeks into this new segment here. Um, but I'm really pleased. I'm still really excited, kind of like you guys are with uh, Kintsugi. 
I'm really excited about this concept that I came up with on my birthday uh, last month, uh, where we're going to introduce this new that. segment. Thank you. Um, uh, into the show, and uh, you know, you know, Coop, my my partner on Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition, has always said that this show, LLC from our takes, is 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 the show that human uh, humanizes the cigar industry, which I've I've always been humbled by that moniker. And so I wanted to take, I took it a little bit to heart, inspired by some other folks in this industry. Um, and I wanted to highlight and spotlight my guests' um, passion beyond the industry into world of charity and nonprofits. Um, Alec Bradley, of course, has been, um, has been really involved in great causes throughout the years. Um, but it's, it's really great to see and talk to individuals who want to spotlight different charities and nonprofits. And so I thought it would be a great idea to talk about different charities and nonprofits, raise some money for some great causes along the way and give a chance to talk about some really those fantastic causes in a different light. So, um, so Bradley, we're going to, we're going to start with you. I was, I was, I was excited about both your picks, really, really great causes. Um, um, and I'll let you wax on about it here in a second, Bradley, but a uh, world central kitchen was your choice. Um, yeah. and founded by the world renowned, uh, chef, uh, Jose Andres and his wife, um, and some very prominent people in the food industry that are behind this project. Um, I mean, we've got some, you know, Andrew Zimmerman, uh, Tom click, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but the guy from top chef, Tom, <laughs> uh, Think that's how I say. Um, yeah, Eric, so. Eric Bruner Yang uh, and one of my personal favorite chefs, uh, Ron Sanchez, uh, who ha uh, hails from my hometown. Speaking of El Paso, um, and uh, so I mean, but a, a great organization uh, to fight world hunger, and I really spotlight that. So, um, so Bradley, what what was it about this organization that spoke to you, and and why why did you choose it tonight? Well, as we hopefully all know that um, two huge hurricanes just went through both Nicaragua and Honduras, uh, Hurricane Ada and Hurricane Iota and, uh, and World Central Kitchen. They provide food for, you know, thousands and thousands of people every single day. I think they, they give about 10,000 uh, meals every single day around 400 cities around the world. And they're helping, the, the people of Honduras and Guatemala, but, you know, us <clears throat> having strong connections in Honduras with uh, our factory rises, Cabanas, and we, Alec and I, my, our father, I mean, we, we go down there multiple times a year and uh, have a strong connection with Honduras. So when I saw that they were helping feed people that were having problems after the hurricane, plus giving, uh, you know, items needed for, COVID protection, you know, masks, masks and hand sanitizer. I thought it was just the perfect um, organization to highlight. And uh, after seeing the names involved, just like you, you just said, uh, I thought it was, it was just the one that, that spoke to me. And, and you never know with, honestly, with some charities and organizations, how effective they are. But uh, after I saw it, it, it seemed like they were very, very effective in what they do pretty much doing whatever means necessary to get these families food every single day. So uh, it was, it was what spoke to me the most. Um, 
I was really, I was really blown away by the infrastructure of this organization, man. I mean, they've got a full-time staff based out of DC, which is where they're headquartered, but they've got offices in California, Puerto Rico, Haiti, Guatemala, and, mm-hmm. um, and they've got guys, they've got 60 people on staff. I mean, that's un, that's almost unheard of for an organization as young and as vast right as this organization spreads like this was something that really kind of drew me in um hunger world hunger has always been a, a this kind of props to you brad for picking this uh hunger has always been this 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 um this passion of mine going back to college I, you know I, I i find it i find it simply astonishing that you know around the world but and but even so in the united states uh, how many how many, especially children, go hungry every night? Um, it, it, it's it's ghastly when you think about it from a global perspective. I mean, I mean, the word pandemic has 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 gotten thrown around a lot in 2020 for obvious reasons, but but hunger has been a worldwide uh, pandemic for a for a, a long standing time, unfortunately. Um, and what? what this organization is doing not just for disaster relief as you were just talking about but just the the the, the greater issue at large here um by by feeding those um who need it most and is 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 just remarkable and the 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 team that they've put together and assembled uh the the names um and the, the notoriety that it brings to this very important issue to me too uh, was something that really grabbed my attention, and I was I was I was pleased to make a very meager donation to it. Um, I've donated to both y'all's causes. I've, I'm also that's something else, guys. I'm I'm donating to every single cause that's brought up on this show. It's very um, it's very very meager donation, but I mean, hopefully, in in no small part over the next year, hopefully, my my uh, what we're able to collect and raise for all these fabulous organizations is my hope is is we as we really collectively as an industry will. We'll make a very small, very small, but you know, you know, impactful um, difference in in these organizations. So um, um, it's it, it really is a, a really great, really great organization. When when did you when did you first uh, hear about it, uh, Brad? Uh, it it pretty much just came after the hurricane. Um, okay, I was just looking up how I could donate something um, to someone helping out the, the families in Honduras. And um, I just Googled it and, you know, I, I scrolled through a couple just to see, you know, what sounded best for me and, uh, and who I thought, um, like you said, they had a great infrastructure. So after I did a little bit of research, um, it was just the one that, that spoke to me. And I, I found that, it seemed like they were doing, doing a good job, and you know the money goes to food, which, you know, there's like you said, there's so many hungry families everywhere. So just to see that people are at least getting food is is the most important part. Because this was a this because this was an issue that you guys uh, and I mean you guys, I mean Alec, the Alec Bradley family took to heart when this whole pandemic hit. Brad, you and I talked about this on Take One Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about what different companies were doing in the industry in wake of in wake of this uh, this horrible uh, tragedy going around the world with COVID nineteen, 
this was something that you all did for 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 your extended family, the workers and staff of the factories in in Honduras and everything was was supplying food, you know, rice and beans and chicken and you know making sure that your you know your your fellow employees and and partners down there were 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 getting taken care of. So I was I. I I wasn't I wasn't surprised at all that that, that one if one of you guys uh, picked something like this just because of because uh, I know the background a little bit was was that kind of in your mind when you were kind of looking to do was that the kind of the foundation of it? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's you know we, we talk a lot about the three major cigar making countries: Honduras, Nicaragua, and the Dominican Republic, and you know lucky enough to be able to go to all three and and see what each one is like and unfortunately Honduras is, is definitely the least privileged of the three um, you know it, it's it's sometimes it's it's sad going there um, but the people there are are so nice and amazing and kind to you um, so just to, to see a hurricane go through there and you know Alec and I are no strangers to hurricanes and seeing what it does to a community and how horrible it could be here in Florida. I mean, it, it, if we know how bad it is here in Florida, we know it's even worse in Honduras. So it's, um, it was something that um, when I saw, I was like, yeah, I've been, you know, got to at least do my part knowing how bad it is to uh, experience a hurricane. Absolutely. So guys, check, I'll, I'll have this in the show notes, but uh, check out uh, World Central Kitchen. That's WCK.org for you guys taking note of the WCK.org. Uh, you can go back on the LLC from our uh, Facebook page and you can click the donate button under, under Brad's picture. Uh, please consider donating to an absolutely great cause. Um, and, uh, but another fantastic organization, uh, Alec, and I love that this is two weeks in a row now. I've had, I've had uh, double guests. So we've had a great opportunity to showcase uh, two different charities. Um, I was really, really excited for a different reason, um, um, Alec, for your choice, which was a direct relief. Now I'll, I'll let you yeah. talk about it here in a second. Now, um, I, I, first of all, for again, the history buff in me, I'm, I'm fascinated by the history of direct relief. Uh, direct relief has been around uh, since the 1940s. Okay. So yeah. um and it was uh, its founder. It, it's very much. Uh, it's got uh, the makings of uh, almost like a a Schindler esque um, background. You know, William uh, Zimden. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering yeah. that. He's uh, he's a he's a, a Estonian immigrant who uh, had amassed actually pretty a pretty significant fortune um, in uh, pre World War II Europe. And he began, to, uh, he fled, he actually fled Europe. Uh, he was actually wanted by personally by Adolf Hitler himself. Really cool tidbit. Um, in fact, that was, uh, I'm going to talk about his obituary in a second because that was awesome too as well. Uh, but he began sending thousands and thousands and thousands of release par relief parcels after the war concluded containing food and clothing, medicine to friends and former employees and relatives who were rebuilding their existence, you know, after World yeah. War II. And um, uh, Alec, I'll let you talk about it, but I have to, I have to mention his obituary. You know, he, he, uh, he passed away um, in 1951, as Zim did 
uh, Zimden did in 1951 in Santa Barbara, California. And this is what his obituary read. Uh, William Zimden, age 70, former international uh, uh, financier and once marked for death by Adolf Hitler, died Sunday at his home here. Uh, he rebuffed Hitler as a dangerous fool and thereafter was forced to flee. Ultimately, he reached the United States, first residing in Elsinore, California, then moving to Santa Barbara and began this organization. I mean, so that's pretty legendary right there. <laughs> I, I didn't know all that, but that, that's freaking awesome, first off. Um, really what it came down to is when you asked me who I wanted to highlight, I had to think about it because... Um, already from mine and Bradley's paychecks and many other that work at Alec Bradley, we give directly from our paychecks to a fund that goes straight down to Honduras and Nicaragua to help better um, some of the lives of the people down there. Specifically, we give to a daycare down in Honduras to take care of a lot of children down in Don Lee. And so I was like, okay, I already give to, you know, to you know, this daycare that Bradley and I had both been to down in, in, in Honduras, but I wanted to pick something that had a good standing in terms of their charitable contributions, but I wanted to pick something that gave directly to either Honduras or Nicaragua. And with the two hurricanes that went through, as Bradley mentioned, Iota and Etta, um, I wanted to pick a charity that you could go specifically to and pick where your money went to in terms of the relief. Mm -hmm. So I thought that direct relief was a great charity for that because you can go to their page, you can pick, you know, Honduras and say, I want to give money toward the medical effort for the hurricane that just blew through two hurricanes within two weeks that just blew through to help take care of these people. And I thought there's no better charity because it, you can pick directly where your money goes toward. And that was super important to me because there's a bunch of charities out there that you can give to, but you don't know where your money is ending up. And sure. at least with, with this one, you know, it's going directly because you get to pick the country it goes to, you know, where your, your, your money and your efforts are being pointed toward. And that was very um, specific and important to me. No, it's a, it's a great pick because direct relief is actually known. Their background is actually in disaster relief. That's where they, that's where they, yeah. they've known their focus has always been. And it's, it's international, right? It's international. Mm -hmm. um, they've done incredible for those uh, who, those have been actually uh, suffering through the wildfire or the wildfires, wildfires that have been taking place in the Western United States uh, this, uh, this past year, their direct relief has been, huge in supporting the huge. people that have lost their homes and livelihoods uh, out west and um and and no short of no shorter have been uh, were some of the first boots on the ground um in the last couple of weeks as these two uh these two hurricanes were blowing through um but that's their specialty is disaster relief they've 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 also but they've they've shifted their focus they've they've broken rank if you will uh, in 2020, as as many of us have, as we were kind of talking earlier in in different capacities, but they've shifted their focus uh, to not only still still continuing to delve resources uh, into disaster relief, but also uh, COVID-19 relief as well. Uh, in fact, I was I was reading on their website how, with the recent surge of cases that have been going on, they're reconcentrating efforts into making sure that. One of the very early on issues um, 
with this pandemic was that frontline workers, your nurses and doctors and paramedics and stuff, weren't mm-hmm. were going through proper safety um, material uh, at a record pace, and and they're and so they've kind of reconcentrated their efforts there, making sure that our frontline workers are safe and healthy, and and so that they can continue their great work and. Um, I, I, I know I'm going to be saying a lot of this over the next few months uh, with this new segment, but I'm, I'm just, I'm inspired by the choices gentlemen, because uh, one Brad that speaks to me because of what my, my background and, and how I believe about hunger, but um, uh, Alec, I loved your choice as well, because it's so, you know, it, it really speaks to the heart of what has been going on recently in this world, not just in 2020, but I mean, at least like the last week, and what they're yeah. the work that they're doing. So, uh, so great choices, great choices. I think Bradley and I both had very pointed choices for a reason, but both were kind of aimed toward the same effort. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Honduras, um, and side note before we get into speaking of Honduras, um, I just lit up my second kintsugi of the of, of the night. Um. I don't know if you guys have had a similar experience. Does the second one always taste better than the first one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, if you want a second one, then yeah, it always tastes better. Okay. Yeah. That's not always the case with cigars. Like uh, there, there are times like if you smoke two cigars of the same, that are back to back. They don't always have that effect. This, this is It's like, Oh, sorry for interrupting. No, but this for is me, a clear example. It, it, it's like when you watch a movie and you miss things the first time that you pick up on the second time. That's what smoking kintsugi is like to me. There's just certain nuances that you might not catch the first time, but once you light up your second one, that's when you're able to really pick up on them. Same with a good movie. It's kind of like when you have your first piece of caramel and then you're like, oh yeah, I just need another. It's like when you have your uh, s'mores and then you're like, I could really use some almonds and the the s'mores. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, this is going to, you realize gentlemen, this is going to be a running joke between the three of us for like, you know, a decade ever. Yeah. yeah. Forever. I can't yeah. Wait. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but so, so again, great point out what I, what I will say about this. I mean, there was, they're, they're identical in this sense, my experience from the first one to the second one, but you definitely notice something different with the second one. It's just how, how f- flawless and the, the construction is and how effortless the draw is now that that's not a knock on your previous releases or anything else in the alec bradley portfolio but let, let's take example my what will be probably my third cigar here in a moment which is the gatekeeper and th- this is all this is all science right the, the gatekeeper is an is a slower smoking cigar because of the material it makes up the, the noter, most notably the wrapper obviously it's a slower burning cigar it doesn't yeah, have yeah. that 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 quote-unquote effortless pull to it you don't have to work at it. It's not like sucking a bowling ball through a straw or anything, but it, it, it has a slower burn to it. And it, it's a completely different experience. That's what I'm noticing the second time is just, just the, I mean, your palate is just coated with this velvety flavorful smoke that we were describing earlier. It's, 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 it's better than the first one. This is insane. This is great. I can smoke that cigar every single day. And now I have to wait until the production comes so I can have more cigars to smoke. 
<laughs> so the funny thing about Bradley is that he will tell you every single day that the Coyol Petit Lanzero is his favorite cigar. Because it's fucking awesome. That's why. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it really it is. Fucking awesome. That I size, think, that size is just magic. Size yes. specifically. I think I have one right here, actually. But wait, Alex, I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna finish Alex's sentence. But Kintsugi Corona Gorda might be my new favorite cigar of all time over the Coyote Petit Lancero. Oh wow, there you go, history in the making. Yeah, very very. I important. think that Bradley and I came up with something here that is just undeniable, and I think that even though I had a big hand in Coyote, which Bradley just still does not believe me when I tell him that. Um, because he, he refuses to admit that his favorite cigar is something that I had a hand in. Um, I think that's something, there's something about this uh, Kintsugi that is just undeniably good. It's, it's masterful. It's really good. I'm, I'm just, I'm digging the second one. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but as I mentioned a moment ago, speaking of Honduras, um, Alec, you, you recently took a trip down to Honduras uh, to kind of get back into the game, so to speak, after a, a long, um, uh, Long hiatus, Long. not by choice, but uh, uh, the hiatus was not your choice, obviously. Um, but uh, um, so I kind of want to talk. What was what was it like the the travel experience being back down there for the first time? And has it been a year, eight months, nine months? When was the last time you were down there? Um, I believe I was down there t- November twenty nineteen, and then oh, geez, so it has been a year. Okay, it, yeah, just around nine months. Um, I was planning on going in March, April, obviously COVID struck March. So that wasn't, that wasn't a possibility, but the first chance I had to go down, I took it. And I mean, definitely just as we all hate saying the new normal in terms of traveling, um, it was what it was. I had to go get a COVID test before uh, uh, 72 within 72 hours of my flight. And you know, I really had to make the most of this trip. I really did. As as far as calling the factories and two months beforehand with ideas I had for blends, um, to have them ready, rolled and ready by the time I got there, as well as even a few days before emailing them blends of stuff I wanted to try when I got there off the table. And it was a very different experience because I actually feel like I prepared more so because I didn't know the next time I'd be able to get back down there because you never know what's going to happen with COVID at this point. But I was preparing two months out and saying, hey, I want you to roll this. Here's my here's my thought process. Let's go ahead and get this roll so that I can smoke it when I get there. So there's no waste of time in terms of having to roll at the table or this or that or reblends or anything like that. I just want to try these things that are popping off the top of my head, especially since I hadn't been down there since November, ton of ideas. So I wanted to get those rolled and ready to go before I got there. And it was a much different experience than I had ever had in the past because I usually can get down there way more often. And it, um, when you're able to get down there as much as you want it, it makes it so much easier. But when you restricted for almost a year on getting down to the place where you do you know, your business, um, I had to be very well prepared, which actually led to a very successful trip. And I think that from now on, I will continue to do some of those steps and processes that leading into this one. 
because I had I had stuff ready to go, which is different than just rolling off the table or them presenting cigars that they had blended with us in mind. So it was it was a very different experience. What I really appreciated what you did, Alec, uh, was the the whole trip was all, was documented chronologically. Like you, you you took pictures starting at the airport, you know, and the whole the whole travel experience, the experience being down in the factory, the fields, like everything. Like you were you were documenting each and every step of the way, and 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 I I appreciate it for a number of reasons. One being the the cigar nerd in me, yes, but the 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 other thing was seeing. And I think this was really refreshing for a lot of, of fans, so to speak, because it, it it was in a way just like, thank goodness, like, okay, progress, right? We're finally getting back to to the, to the status quo. And so I, I, I really appreciated you doing that um, because- That's I, how it felt for me too. I mean, I'm, I'm on board. It felt like finally I'm getting back down there and getting things back to, to normal a little bit. and. I mean, I missed it. I know Bradley does as well, and he went to the DR, so I, I know that he missed it as well. And I mean, it's just it's something that needs to happen. We were so excited that we got to go down. Bradley got, getting to go to the DR, getting to go to Honduras, and it was just it was long overdue. So, so, so Brad, you you win as well? Did I miss that? Uh, no, I went to the Dominican Republic. Okay. Okay, so you guys yeah. guys split split up efforts here. So, um, mm-hmm. what was what was that like, Brad? Like, did were, were there any differences what you saw your brother go through as opposed to what you did? I'm sure you guys both took COVID tests and everything, but like, did you notice anything different from what your brother experienced, or was it pretty much the same in terms of like travel wise? I think in terms of travel, it's pretty much the same. I mean, took a COVID test beforehand. Uh, was told that they were definitely going to check it. They did not check it at all. Um, so that was strange. Um, and then just, you know, checked on production to gatekeeper uh, before receiving a shipment. And uh, unfortunately, Ernesto wasn't able to be there because he's, you know, worried about traveling and worried about COVID. But, um, you know, we have to just make sure that everything is, is going smoothly. So, uh, I think just like with Alex, successful trip. Uh, luckily, everything went well. You know, the the airports, the, the airlines could handle things better when it comes to COVID. But luckily enough, neither Alec or myself tested positive. And um, you just try and be as careful as you can and, and make smart moves. Was, was there any sort of, on y'all's part, like personally, was there any and this is obviously a personal question to me because I've, I mean, I've been held, held, held up for the most part. I've been not completely quarantined or anything like that, but I mean, I still do like errands and stuff every once in a while with wearing my mask and doing that. But I mean, I haven't traveled outside my, my town since this all hit and everything uh, other than going down to Galveston in the summer. But um, what, I mean, were you guys nervous at all? Was, you know, was this a difficult decision to go? I mean, I know you guys like quote unquote had to go, but you know, how did you each feel about about that specifically? Uh, I I personally was was nervous. Um, you know, we we still don't know you know so much at this point as to how easily it spread and how detrimental it could be to 
our health or giving it to someone else and someone else's health. So yeah, I, I was nervous, but, um, you know, we, we have a lot, we have a lot of invested in, in what we're doing. So, um, you know, it's, it wasn't an easy decision, but just to, to go down there and make sure that, uh, you know, our next production was, was coming in smoothly was, was worth it. But, you know, after I come back, I came back, I, I quarantined, I took my tests, don't want to put anyone in the office in danger and don't want to put any of their families in danger. So you just got to take the necessary precautions to make sure that everyone around you can be safe. Alec, what about yeah. you? For me, I was more excited than nervous. Um, I think I hopped on one of the first four flights down to Honduras once they opened up travel again down there. And, um, I was more just chomping at the bit ready to go because there was work that had to be done. I miss being down there. I mean, when I'm down there, I, I, that's where I get to show my creative aspect in terms of, you know, working on my palette and working with my palette. So it was a big break for me um, going from November to, I don't, know, I don't even remember when I went at this point. Um, what was it, October maybe? Mm -hmm. Maybe earlier than that. I'm terrible late late September early October if I recall yeah late, late late September it was like with one one of the first it was like within the first four weeks that they opened up travel so I got my COVID test I planned the trip and I got down there and for I mean they take COVID way more seriously down there than they do in the states so I felt very safe being down there um I got to get my work done that I needed to get done I had a lot of projects pending that got to kind of come to fruition on that trip and it was just it was an exciting time for me because it kind of showed a little bit of a light to the end of the tunnel in terms of this whole COVID thing that I was able to get down there able to do what I what I love to do what I needed to do and it it was a great trip for me and I can't wait to get back down there I'm hoping to get back down there in the next couple of weeks was it kind of relieving as you guys got back, got your tests, popped negative? Like, just was it like a really huge weight had been lifted off your shoulders? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, since we're all in the office, even though we're social distancing, um, we're all taking multiple COVID tests. I mean, pretty much every week and a half just to make sure that everyone's good. But I wasn't allowed back into the office until I had taken another test. And so I planned it before I left to have my COVID test as soon as I got back, took my COVID test, um, had it, had the results within an hour and was good to go. So it was kind of relieving from the moment of taking my first one before I left to taking my second one from the time I got back that I got to go and do all this great stuff that I've been missing and wanting to do and still being, you know, okay at that point. Um, were, are both factories back to full capacity, three quarter capacity? Like what, what is it? What does it look like at both the respective places? So every, every factory is doing it a little bit differently. Some are working, um, six days a week, 12 hour shifts. Some are working six days a week with two shifts or three shifts. Every factory is kind of doing it their own way, whether it be in Honduras or Nicaragua or Dominican Republic, everyone's doing it like in their own way that meets their country's guidelines. But um, 
like in Honduras at Race to Cubanas, I saw, you know, they were working six days a week, 12 hour shifts to make sure that the products were being made because with shutting down with COVID down there, there was a lot, I mean, there was a lot of product that needed to be made, not just with the Rice and Cubanas, but with, you know, Tobacco de Oriente and a bunch of other factories, uh, which is, you know, that's Placencia. There's a bunch of factories down there that, need, you know, need to be making product, especially with COVID, people are smoking a lot more cigars. So the fact that people were at the capacity they were at, even though um, they couldn't have as many people in the factory at the time, it was, it was definitely good to see. Great. Brett, what, what was the Dominican like in that regard? Did you know, were they up to full capacity or? No, they were, I don't know. It, it wasn't based on the percentage, but it's based on like, it's based on the size of the factory and then how many people can operate in that amount of space. So uh, I think they were operating between 20 and 25 pair where I think they usually operate around 40 ish give or take so so about 50 percent. I mean, it, it was about 50 percent, but i know they it's not just you know work at 50 percent. it just depends on the amount of space given at the factory are they like i'm, I'm i you know i've seen photos I, I know that a lot of them are wearing masks i mean where was there are they separated by like plexiglass i've seen that too mm -hmm. yeah plexiglass um at every station and uh and then everyone is again further separated out so uh, yes, uh, you know that at, at least that you know uh, at Ernesto's factory, they've they've done a great job at trying to keep everyone as you know separated as possible and distance as possible. Yeah, for in Honduras, there wasn't plexiglass at the time, but it was on order, so it was just every other seat was empty. But now I know they have plexiglass glass in place, and I don't know if it's still every other seat, but. Uh, they were more than six feet apart. Um, everyone's being super careful. Um, they're getting, you know, they're taking their temperature on the way in, on the way out, and hand sanitizer everywhere. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So sh shifting back to the to the, the the front here of the cigar industry, guys, with uh, you know a lot of a lot of recent stuff has come down uh, with you know obviously with COVID, but also with the uh, the FDA as well. Um, you know, great recent decision being handed down by Judge Menta, who who basically uh, gave the, the cigar industry a great victory by, you know, it, it didn't go away by any stretch, but, uh, even the FDA admitting that they don't have the time nor the resources. I love that. I love saying that every week. <laughs> they don't have the resources to be able to regulate the premium cigar industry that the way that they had mandated something that I've been screaming from the mountaintops from the beginning, cause they don't understand how our industry works at all. Um, and so it was a really great victory for us, uh, basically with the substantial equivalence being put on the indefinite back burner for the time being. Now, this, uh, this is a no way going away. Um, it's, it, it's sure to come back, uh, at some point and everything, but it, it opens up the window as we've been saying, right? Not necessarily the door, but opening up the window, uh, for, for cigar brands, particularly, and in our case tonight with you guys as guests, newer brands that have uh, come to market um in recent years and everything are um for where you guys sat i mean this had to be uh it was exciting news all, all, all together but i mean this had this, this had to be ecstatic news for the two of you yeah in a sense it definitely was um it wasn't the victory i was hoping for because i think out of the four or five lawsuits that were 
uh, pending. That was the only one that came through. I was obviously hoping for a clean sweep. Um, and we only got one, which is still a victory in a sense. But um, as long as Bradley and I have had our own brand and making cigars, you don't know how many times we've come up with concepts and the answer's just been no because of either blending or sizing or whatever it may be, the answer was just no. So with that, it allowed us to kind of step a little bit further in terms of what we wanted to do creatively and gave us some opportunities, which are very nice for the time being that we can kind of go in some sizing changes that we want to do in terms of some blending changes that we want to do packaging, whatever it may be. Uh, it really gave us an advantage over what we were dealing with before when we were a little more constricted and has been definitely a plus. And I think that you'll see on hopefully the next release that, you know, we're, we decisions because of that, of what Judge Meta ruled on. Um, you'll see some decisions that we make based off of that and allow us to do things that we weren't able to do just a few months ago. It's terrific news. And, and the uh, earlier in the year with the, the warning label decision, really, really just uh, paved way for uh, Brad. Hope, hold up the box again. Let's do it. Hold up oh, the yeah. box again. Cause uh, now we, for the time being, we get to see great phenomenal packaging like this without that, that just disgraceful warning label that would cover up 30% of this amazing piece of artwork that you guys have put together. So um, really exciting news there um, as well. Um, but this also, um, this also kind of with the window kind of opening up as you, as you were talking about there, Alec, about being able to talk about and be able to develop and conceptualize things that, you know, even 12 months ago were straight up no's, as you put it, to use your words, like, no, uh, now mm -hmm. they're, it's not even maybes, it's now yes. I mean, you went, I mean, complete, complete 180 here. Um, and, and now you guys can, does this, you know, we talked about the, the, the low and slow kind of method earlier with releases. I mean, does this guys, does this have you guys thinking, you know, of accelerating any plans and, and, and maybe, uh, getting a lot more projects out there while the, while the, while the iron is hot, so to speak? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, Alec, I'm sure probably thinks the other way around, but, um, you know, we always operated you know, what was best for us based on, you know, we have the, we have the backing of Alec Bradley and, and the, uh, you know, grandfather, grandfather blends that, you know, our, our father and our vice president Ralph have <clears throat> for a long time. So that's when Alec was saying, you know, these are all the no's we always operated on what was safe. So now we, we have this open oppor opportunity, which is great, but we still need to make the best decision as what's best for us and how we can deliver the best product. Um, and the last thing that I want to do, not Alec, that's the guy. And Alec may agree with me. I don't know. Last thing I want to do is, is rush is rush anything. You know, I want to make sure that each, each project that we put out has the loving care and attention that we've put into, you know, the previous one. So there's, um, until we, until at least my, me, myself, um, I figure out a better way to make myself more efficient and do a better job at what I'm doing and, and putting out, you know, great packaging in a faster amount of time. 
I, I don't want to rush anything that, that isn't ready. Alec? Yeah. So okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> not at all. There were projects that I wanted to put out two or three years ago that we just couldn't do because of FDA reasons on sizing, on uh, blends, whatever it may have been. And now that we have that oper open opportunity, I want to kind of go back with Bradley on some ideas that I had. I'm putting out some different projects that are now possible because of that, right? So let's say we, I mean, on one project, we were only able to put out a Lonsdale because of FDA, and now we could put out a Lancero if we wanted to. There's certain things I want to kind of double back to in terms of concepts and ideas that we had that maybe we could come out with now. Because now that opportunity is open, we're able to do it. But I still agree with Bradley. Like, I don't want to rush anything. It's just now that we have the open opportunity to do how we want to do it, there's certain ideas, maybe some limited edition ideas, um, packaging ideas that we weren't able to do in the past that now are wide open. So now they're open, for, actually open for discussion where before I had the idea or Bradley had the idea and we went to the person that was in charge of all this within the company and the answer was just no. So now we can double back to those things and reopen those conversations. Whether mm -hmm. we decide to do them or not is not the uh, main point of this, but the fact that we are able to is, it really is the main point of it. And so I think that you know, we have Monday, Monday meetings all the time. Uh, tomorrow, I think that there's an idea I'm going to bring back up to Bradley on coming out with a certain kind of uh, idea that I, I post in the past that now is very, we're very capable of doing. Also, uh, just so you know, the Monday meeting has been moved to Tuesday. So, and that's actually, I'm, I'm actually not joking. So, I, I honestly don't even believe you. I'm not <laughs> Monday meeting uh, has been moved to Tuesday. Okay. The the possibilities, like you said, are, are, are kind of not endless at this point, but they're, they're, they're certainly more fruitful than they were even, you know, even six months ago, let alone 12 months ago. So that's, it's, it's really exciting time. I, I believe for the industry that this, uh, this whole discussion actually spurred a, a, a question in my mind that um, I'm going to save for the next time I have you guys back, because I think we could probably go oh. into an hour and a half of it. Um, and okay. we don't have that kind of time tonight. You guys, well, well, whether you guys have a meeting tomorrow or not, I, I still want you guys to get some rest. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, I'll have it, I'll have it stowed up here in a second. Um, you know, the, the leads, you know, COVID-19 obviously led to a lot of, a lot of challenges obviously throughout this year. Uh, one with the cancellation of the PCA trade show, um, you know, being a young brand, how much did not having the formal trade show hurt you guys uh, for your plans for 2020? Um, uh, can, I, can, I can I take this one? Please. Cool. Um, so Alec and I, given that COVID never happened, um, we slated Kintsugi for, I believe it was for May, May release, May or June, like about a month or two months before PCA trade show. <clears throat> so that was the goal and we were working hard towards that and it would have come if we, we probably wouldn't have made it for that early release time but i think we would have made it bef um, for the trade show 
given COVID never happened. But considering that did happen, it gave us the time to work more on it, which was all that I needed to completely change the packaging as we discussed before. We were done. Alec did love the other packaging. I was able to Loves convince it. him. I did convince him that we needed to do something different and I'm extremely happy with, with what happened. But, um, you know, it, it was tough because it gives us the chance to debut our, our third release, but it was also, um, it also gave us the time to, to change the packaging make sure the blend was right. Alec knocked the blend out of the park and, and fully, fully deliver what we wanted as a complete package. Because I think Alec and I are both firm believers that the cigar can be can be amazing it could be fantastic but if the packaging doesn't match the cigar if it's a great cigar but with packaging that doesn't reflect what it is and what it is supposed to be then you're set you have set yourself up for failure and uh i think if we went with the previous packaging i think we would have set ourselves up for failure wow i i agree with that to an extent I believe part of the packaging was amazing. Part of it needed to be reworked, but I will agree that everything that we did on the new packaging is a home run. So as much as I may have liked the old packaging, I think that this is, this blows it out of the water in every, in every sense of the word. Nice. So with the cancellation of PCA trade show and it's uh, basically inevitable continuation, we're hoping that PCA 2021 occurs in the normal time in uh, July, like it has every year up until 2020. Cause you know, 2020 fuck 2020. Cause nothing happens. Nothing's happened in 2020. Um, but we're, we're, we're assuming for the time being that uh, PCA sh uh, trade show will happen as planned, which you guys will of course be there. Um, but something else interesting came out of, 2020 um which actually did has dripped into 2021 and that of course is the postponement of tpe the tobacco plus expo which normally takes place in the early part of the new year um and has now been postponed to about f 45 days before pca 2021 is scheduled now this is bringing a conversation to a head about the quote unquote rivalry between these two trade shows over that has kind of gained heat, particularly this year, but at least in the last 24 months or so. So now competing trade shows are less than two months apart. Where does Alec and Bradley stand? Will you be attending both trade shows if they take place? Is that the plan? What is the plan going forward from here? And I know that at a minimum, someone from Alec Bradley will be attending TPE. Um, whether Bradley and I are there is still up for discussion. But uh, in terms of PCA, I know we will both be there. Also, just to add to that, um, I agree with what Alec said, but also when time comes, we'll still have to analyze, you know, where we are in COVID you know, the safety precautions to make sure that, we're all, you know, that we're all healthy, we're all safe to make sure that both trade shows have some sort of safety measures to make sure that, you know, things aren't just open and free. And I mean, it's, that's the worst way. <laughs> to Bradley and I, 
Bradley to get yourself both. COVID is to just have a trade show where no there are no masks, everyone's smoking, and uh, it's as close as can be. So we, we just want to make sure we're all safe and we're all able to go uh, and feel like we can come back without catching COVID. Yeah, Bradley and I both tra- uh, picked our traveling opportunities very carefully. So it's nothing against either trade show or anything like that, obviously. It's just more about what's safest for us and where are we going to be taking that risk. Certainly some very positive news in the coming uh, last couple of days. Uh, you know, the, the Pfizer has uh, put forth uh, some documented studies that the vaccine that they developed is uh, 90, over 90%. We've seen reports as high as 95% successful. So this is very positive news from a global perspective, not just for you know us having a trade show next summer, but um, you know it's it's uh, you know it's something that we're you know all of us are obviously claiming, pl- paying close attention to. So it'll be um, we're all we've all got fingers crossed, all praying, all hoping, everything, man, that the, that this 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 will all be a nightmare that is soon passed, and we can we can get back to business as usual, and you know. And uh, smoking some great cigars with great company at the trade show, and and and, and talking to retailers and uh, and businesses alike. So, exactly. um, I, I I missed my opportunity, guys. Usually before that, that was the last formal question of the evening. Before I, I always usually thank my guests, so I apologize. Uh, I guess I guess I have been drinking the whiskey a little too fast tonight. I usually Wait. always thank my guests uh, before the the last two questions, uh, guys. I it's sincerely I uh, before our last question of the night, which is our curveball segment. I. I do want to thank you um, very much for the time you've given me this evening. Um, you know, you know, Brad. Uh, for the third time now, your, your your girlfriend is anxiously awaiting for this to end so she can actually spend some quality time with you. Um, you know, it's uh, it. I recognize that Sunday night is family time, and for <laughs> both of you all to sit down with me for a few hours uh, and talk about you know cigars and and having a little fun at the same time, uh, it, it means the world to me. Uh, it means the world to me that all my guests do this. And it, it's, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank you both uh, exceedingly for, for how much uh, support you've given me. The last few hours you've given me and my audience uh, has been fantastic. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart, sincerely. Always, man, always. We love being on your show. We, we yeah. seriously, both, we talked about it individually. We love being on here. Yeah, and you so give thank up all- you. You give up all your time, man. I mean, you have a wife, I believe two sons uh, and and a pup. So uh, you, you do it, I think, pretty much 52 weeks out of the year. And uh, I mean, pretty darn close. That. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I have, so, I have a menagerie. anyone else. I have a menagerie here at uh, at uh, Casa de Duplessis. Uh, we have we have a dog now. We lost our we lost our oldest. Uh, we were talking about dogs before the show. Uh, Lost yeah. my oldest a couple months, uh, about six weeks ago, and that was uh, it was heartbreaking. And I do have a cat, much to my chagrin, thanks to my son and wife. Um, um, we do have chickens, and we also have a tortoise as well. So we have we're building a menagerie here. My wife's a zookeeper, so it's only appropriate that we just keep adding on oh, animals. Yeah. Oh yeah, your wife so, is. I remember that now. Her next project apparently is a cow. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but uh, can you get? A I pig? think you'll be just fine with get- a cow. Can you get a pig? Pigs are so cute. You gotta get a pig. And they're so I, smart. They really are. And they you, are I mean, very smart. Um, I I don't know what's gonna creep into her mind next. So I mean, that certainly could come after the cow. I have no idea. Ooh, but uh, maybe a maybe monkey. Monkeys are cool too. 
No, she's probably dead sin against that. She's really she's really anti monkey as pets. She, uh, she's really yeah. How about like a raccoon? They make good pets. I I don't know. I like we'll we'll have to float that well, idea by the by the misses and we'll see what uh, she's she's okay. she's very um she's very obviously very passionate about her job. Speaking of uh, passion for what we do, but she's very passionate about her job and she's it's it's interesting um like when people have like these exotic animals as pets and stuff there's some that she's like oh that's really cool i would want one and then there's other times where she's like that is the worst idea ever like how could you do this um so um it's it's always fun to ask her like float an animal by her so that just to get her reaction but uh um that that leads us into our our speaking of of differences between uh people that we're close to um, that kind of leads us into our curveball segment. So um, I, I always kind of toss this up at the end. It's kind of fun to think about. They're they're never usually difficult questions, but this one might this one surprisingly might pose some difficulty. I, I have a feeling I, Ellen will be quick to Alec will be quick to answer this one, but I may be wrong. So here's the question, gentlemen. Um, what is the number one thing? If I gave you the power to do this what is the number one thing this is a two-part question that you would change about your brother and what was the what would be the number one thing you would change about yourself to appease your brother so two-part question i know one of them i, I think alex got a quick fireball answer for the first one but the I second one adds a little twist so the second one I have a better answer for. So what I could change about my brother that would make me happy. And then what I could change about myself to make Alec happy. Yeah. Summed it up. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I know it. I know it, man. You're chomping at the bit. Yeah, please go. Cause I, the first one I'm having trouble with. Um, for the first one, I would just shave that mustache right <laughs> <Yes>! off. Yes! <laughs> Bring the beard back, baby. Bring it back. Bring the beard back. I miss the beard. I miss the We've beard. We've had the must. We, uh, dude, whether it, I actually mean it or not, it was such an easy answer that how could I stray away from it? Bring the beard back. 100%. The beard was it was great you did it in honor of me with whether you know it or not the beard was because of me and number two is i would probably take away some of that older brother syndrome that i have because sometimes i know i act as an older brother and we're business partners so i would pull i wish i got to work on pulling some of that back Mm-hmm. and not act like your older brother all the time and act more like a business partner even though i know it's helpful for you sometimes sometimes it gets in the way so i would definitely scale back on the older brother syndrome because my okay. main goal is always to take care of you and sometimes i just have to view you as you know more of just like on the same level even though we are on the same level and not try to be your older brother all the time okay all right now it's my turn right 
Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit. There's, 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 not, there's, there's not another brother on here. Hold on. So can we, can, we, no. can you explain so, why the beard was, was in honor of me? So I grew a beard in college, high, high school going into college because I had Alex, old ID. Um, I was 18. He was uh, 21. We're three years apart. And Alec had a little bit of stubble. And so I just grew up my beard out so I could pass for his 21 ID. So in honor of me. Money. Not in honor of him. In honor of me. If I could change something about Alec to make myself happy, it would be if Alec cleaned up his fucking office. (laughs) That's what I would change about Alec. Clean up your (laughs) office. Clean up your fucking office, bro. Um, Never. Because you're the first office when everyone walks in the door so everyone has to see your messy office hold on let's 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 unpack this for a second here i I did i i've never been so i haven't had the honor yet i'm sure i will get there at some point alec you have you have this this such clean cut persona man like does that just is that just on the outside man are you just like i'm a cluttered person too man i'm not trying to shame you i'm a cluttered no no i i live in chaos so even if I clean my office to the T within three days, that place is a disaster zone, no matter what. Do you know where I, everything is, though? Do you know where everything is? Everything. No. Okay. I'm the same way. No, he does not. I everything. Empathize. Yes. No. Yes, I do. You name I'm. I might live in chaos, but I thrive in chaos. That's how I get through my day. It needs to be in chaos. Uh, this is my this is my part of the answer. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bradley. You're, you're right. You're, you're right, Brad. Sorry. Hold on. I want to hear what you would change about yourself. That's what I really want to hear. I would change how freaking stubborn I am. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I'm a very stubborn person, especially when it comes to Alec. I often apologize to him because I know that I'm stubborn, um, and I, if if I have something in my head, I, I'm I'm very steadfast on it. So I need to. Hence the mustache. Yeah, I need to <laughs> not give Alex such a hard time because I always do, um, and I need to lighten up. That's for sure. So let's unpack that too for a nope. second, real quick. What are we in? No, so are we? Are we? In, are we? Are, are, are you? Are, <laughs> No, because no, because (laughs) no, because you. Okay, so just like I just said a second ago, like Alec has this very, this very clean. I would never have guessed that, that his office is in that. I would have expected everything to be like the way you would want it. Obviously, you know, in order. I, I, I have this vision of Alec that apparently is just completely misguided. But then, so the same, the same with you though. Like to Mm. me, when I again to that to that point a second ago about like Alec being, you know, just clean cut and very you know steadfast like i i have i have this picture of you as as, as being the more carefree of the two the one that's more yeah. le- likely to let loose and 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 everything so no, that's not that's not true at all no no I, I think it is to an extent but also i would say more recently i have become trying to get rid of my my clutter you know stuff where i i, I pile stuff on top of stuff and uh, there, there's just no need for all the extra junk that like you keep just because 
Well, I'm talking so, about the stubbornness, though. Like, I just never would have. Oh. I never would have pegged you for that. Like, I never would have said, oh, "Oh, yeah, I bet. I'm sure Brad's so, like super stubborn." Like, it just. Oh, I'm. I'm. When it comes to work, I'm. I'm very, very stubborn. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I just like. I, I will agree like, with I, that. I, I. Yeah, I like this. I like. I have an idea, and I'm like, man, that is. That's. That's the idea. Like, why are we even talking about other ideas right now? Like. If we're talking about like Kintsugi and something else, why are we talking about something else? Well, we could be talking about Kintsugi and like that's that's clearly the obvious choice of, of maybe a, a project or a cigar that we need to go down that route. Why are we even discussing another project? The one, the the, one thing I will the one, say is this is the one for us. Bradley is more stubborn when it comes to Alec and Bradley than he is anything else. Okay. He, yeah, that's he, fair. he, he has a mindset he has a vision and that's where his stubbornness comes into play my ideas outside of alec and bradley bradley is completely open to when it comes to ideas within alec and bradley he is not so open to Got it. so Correct. that's where his stubbornness comes into play because everything that bradley puts out under alec and bradley has a level of importance to bradley that supersedes anything else so when it comes to Alec and Bradley projects, he is extremely stubborn. If I go on a tangent on something else just related to Alec and Bradley, he's usually very open to it, very understanding in terms of what I want to do. Hence, Whiskey Wednesday, stuff like that. That was my idea that came through fruition. And Bradley was very open to it, even if he doesn't necessarily agree with it. And he may, he may not. He's very open to that, to that stuff. But as soon as it comes to Alec and Bradley, there's a certain level of stubbornness that takes place which i can appreciate 100 percent, but also frustrates the hell out of me fair enough yeah. yeah but ultimately at the end of the day we're brothers that that's just part of it bradley is you know 100 steadfast on what he's doing when it comes to alec and bradley and i completely respect that and understand and now more than ever after the kintsugi release or you know leading into the kintsugi release i completely get it it makes sense what he he wants to do for this um, for this company makes perfect sense to me, and he's proven himself within it. Um, it's hard for me because I have some experience on him to always, you know, just take it at face value and understand what he's trying to do. Because I have more time, I have I've put in, you know, a certain amount of time that he has not been in as much. But I mean, he's freaking amazing at what he does. So I. I the more the more projects we do together, the more I get it, and 100% am a believer in what he's doing. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Bro, a brother's love, right, guys? A brother's love is. You're, oh, you're, it's a love. You're, hey, you're 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 a very good therapist. He's never said this yeah. in person, so. <laughs> and I never would face to face. Fair enough. Well, gentlemen, it is uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you both this evening. Um, really, really, just great to dive into Kintsugi and um, you know the inner workings of Alec and Bradley, and uh, just every you know every facet of our conversation. I've just truly enjoyed. So I, I really, I really appreciate uh, you guys sitting down with me and uh, and spending spending your Sunday evening now early Monday morning with me. Uh, has meant the meant the absolute world to me. I really, really, really appreciate, um, really, really appreciate it. It's it's been fantastic. I can't wait to have you guys back. Really excited to uh, 
bring my question that I had uh, pop up into. Like I said, we'll probably take an hour and a half on it next time with, uh, with something that came in. So um, no spoilers, a little bit of a tease there. Um, but really, really, uh, again, I, I can't thank you guys enough. And thank you to my audience as well for, uh, for staying up into the wee hours of the night and morning, depending where you are in the world. Um, you can always catch our broadcast every Sunday night on live on Facebook, our Ellis from our Facebook page. Go ahead and give it a like and uh, give it a list of upcoming, uh, upcoming takes, including Alan Rubin, who will be on here in a couple of weeks. Uh, some other great takes as well, including our 150th take coming in about a month in December with Nick Perdomo will be joining me. So really excited about that as well. You can check out all our upcoming guests on the Yellow Sofumar page. If you're a YouTube fan, you can go to the Yellow Sofumar YouTube page and uh, download, subscribe, and review as well. But if you are listening to wherever you listen to podcasts, Later on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure you download, subscribe, and review. If you already are a subscriber, please do me a favor, unsubscribe, but please do me another favor, and don't forget to resubscribe, because that really helps my numbers, so I can keep continuing getting great guests like the two gentlemen this evening. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, the next era of LS Fumar Takes, as the uh, studio will now be the Alec Bradley Studio. Uh, really excited about that partnership as well. So again, thank you to all of our fans, our audience, all your likes, shares, and comments. Much obliged to you. Guys, this was our 146th take. Let's go. Thank you for having us, Bear. We love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Live from the HF Barcelona studios of Euless, Texas, I'm your host, Bear Duplissy, as always. And everyone, guess what? We'll see you next time. Awesome.